XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony Channel. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. The mad style, so step off the Frankfurter. Yo, Fife, you remember that routine that we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean? Um, um, a tidbit, um, a smidgen. I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon. You're on point, Fife. All the time, tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, tip. But then grab the microphone and let your words rip. Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. I'm like an energizer because you see I last long. My crew is never, ever whack because we stand strong. Now if you say my style is whack, it's where you're dead wrong. I slay that body and El Segundo, then push it along. You'll be a fool to reply the fight was not the man. Because you know and I know that you know who I am. A special shout-out piece goes out to all my pals, you see. And a middle finger goes for all you punk MCs. Because I love it when you whack MCs despise me. They get vexed, I will next, but none can test me. I'm just a fight MC who's five for three and very brave. On top remaining, no, I'm training because I misbehave. I come correct in full effect of all my holes in check. And before I get the butt, the gym must be a wreck. You see, my aura is positive, I don't promote no junk. See, I'm far from a bully and I ain't a punk. Extremity of rhythm, yeah, that's what you heard. So just clean out your ears and just check the word. Check the vibe, yo. Was so rumping that the brothers rolled the zap. Hey yo, Tip, do you recall when we used to rock uh-huh. those fly routines on your cousin's block? Um, let me see. Damn, I can't remember. I'll receive the message and you will play the same. You're on point, Tip. All the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. Yeah, all the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. You're all the time, Fife. So play the resurrector yeah. and give the dead some life. Okay, if knowledge is the key, then just show me the lock. Got the scrawny legs, but I move just like Luke Brock with speed. I'm agile, plus I'm worth your while. 100% intelligent black child. My after presentation sizzles the retina. How far must you go to gain respect? Um, well, it's kind of simple. Just remain your own or you'll be crazy, sad, and alone. Industry rule number 4080. Record company people are shady. So kids, watch your back, cause I think they smoke crack. I don't doubt it. Look at how they act. Look off the better things like a hip hop forum. Pass me the rock and I'll score them with the coral and proper. What you say, hammer? Proper. Rap is not pop if you call it that and stop. Let's get down to it, Boppers. 
Our bodies. It's the Ron and Faye show on a Thursday. I want to thank our musical guests, Tribe, stopping in here. Bye, Q-Tip. Um, maybe the greatest name band of all time. It's pretty fucking dope. Instead of just calling themselves Quest. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it is the Ron and Faye show. Lots to talk about today, including the draft is going down tonight. It's already wild out there. Yeah, even though we know the top two picks and yeah. <laughs> it almost seems as dull as the Oscars when they do that. Yeah, everyone's just fucking confirming who they're taking already and where they're trading or whatever. Yeah, if anyone claps for those picks, she's like, stop it. It's already done. You should clap two weeks ago. Fucking months ago, we fucking pretty much. <laughs> during the last season, we knew luck was going to the fucking cults. Jesus. Um... Big Unmasked on uh, Monday. Today is probably your last day to be able to get involved with that. Go over to the iBang for your chance to see uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Now, Bobcat, of course, a big stand-up comedian in the 80s and 90s, and now has become a uh, surprisingly subversive uh, film director where he makes his own films that I guarantee you you've never seen any films like the ones he's making. The one that he's doing now, God Bless America, is a guy going around shooting reality stars Shit, and Tea Party great. members. It's uh, I'm uh, supposed to view it tonight. When we saw the trailer, that actually was a topic on our show. Whether the trailer should even be released, not even the <laughs> film... Fez was 100% against the trailer, saying people are going to see this movie and shoot up the world. So this should be uh, a really great unmasked. Uh, make sure you get in on that. Uh, we do it with a small audience. Um, matter of fact, I don't even think, are we in the fishbowl or the, we're, even, fish, we're in the fishbowl? We're fishbowl, so. Yeah, so you sit around and you hang out with uh, Bobcat. Now, you know him, he... Could let uh, light the fucking chair on fire and run out of the room. He he blows shit up. It could get wild up in that motherfucker. Uh, so that's happening. Couple of really really big stories going on right now. So we'll go old school talk radio on you. Uh, a marine uh, discharged from uh, the Marine Corps nine years in for basically a Facebook uh, post. Yeah, some bad photoshops. Uh, which he uh, put up an image of Obama uh, and Jackass. Or it's a movie poster of Jackass and Obama's on there. But um, apparently he's a guy who is not going to vote for Obama. Um, and he's got every right for that. But when you put stuff up on Facebook, it always gets back. Yeah. And I guess the... Marines see this as some kind of insubordination. Boom. Nine years as a military career. Flushed. Gone. It's fucked up. Uh, done. It's all over. Uh, Hicks, would you have kicked this guy out of the Marine Corps? Uh, no, not for a couple of shitty photoshops. He also said that um, he wouldn't salute Obama if he came, came to his fucking right. shit. He would have saluted him. He's just popping off shit on Facebook. Probably blowing off some steam. Right. Come on, nine years in and he fucking gets dishonorable discharge? It's fucked up. See, that's the weird thing about Facebook. If he would have said this stuff at a bar, people do that. 
You know what I mean? Uh, but when he posted it on Facebook, when they now look at Facebook, they treat it as if it was Time Magazine. So suddenly it's like if he's published an article. His dissertation right. on the fucking first four years of his presidency. No. And, and I tend to agree with you, popping off. Just popping off as Americans do. Uh, but now the Marine Corps has a different set of rules than the citizens of the United States do. Uh, let's face it, uh, they are their own tribe. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They have their own set of rules. They could look at him like he's commander-in-chief. And what if this thing starts to snowball? Do we really not? Blah, blah, blah. All that kind of shit. But the fact of the matter is, if you just look at this one guy, it doesn't look like he says anything that you wouldn't say, not only uh, to your friends or family, but it's the kind of stuff that we would say on Fox News, for instance. Yes, you know what I mean? Of and no one's going to see him uh, as a uh, um, threat. Here's Chris. Chris, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron. Hey, hey Pepper there. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, as far as uh, setting a precedent for other Marines who might just want to get out of Afghanistan, I'm just going to go ahead and post some uh, anti-Obama stuff on Facebook. Get out. We, you know, quick. that's a great point. <laughs> this is now the new I sucked a dick. Because uh, yes. you can no longer get out of the military for saying you're a homosexual. You see this guy's Facebook, though? Oh, yeah. shit. So what you do, go on Facebook, say a bunch of shit, yeah. and get sent home. Um, let's go over here to Tim. Tim, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, what's up, Pepper? Hi. Hey. Hey, the part people are missing is the reason this guy got in trouble. I'm in the Army, so this happens to officers all the time. They just don't get kicked out. The president is the commander-in-chief. He's the highest commander of all the military. So that's the exact same thing as posting stuff about your company commander, your battalion commander, your squadron. You can't do that. And now they're just holding his feet to the fire, but they kicked him out to make an example of him. Now, I totally get that thing, and no kind of corporation uh, do they want you to fucking run down the place. Now, the, the point, though, is it was on Facebook. It wasn't exactly a Twitter or an open message board, isn't this just between him and his friends? I don't think so. Isn't this the same guy that was selling T-shirts and has an anti-Obama website? All right, so at no point do you think that anybody in the military can be political? You can't. That's, that's the oath. I, I totally agree with you. It's the same oath I took. It, I don't agree with it, but you swore that you would. All right, very good point. All right, there's Tim saying... Uh, basically, rules are rules. Now, in the meantime, you do feel like you have a military so you can have self-expression. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to act like uh, the military guys have less rights than everyone else. But the fact of the matter is they do have less rights. Than everyone else. They have a boss that really just controls their life. <laughs> they do. It's like they signed up for a slavery ring. It's like if Rob Cross was fucking just dictating everything they did in my own time. <laughs> he does. When to go to Let's bed. Let's face it. He wants you to break up with your girlfriend. What the fuck, Rob? <laughs> Here's Dan. Dan, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, my, my point was the article I read about it was saying that uh, the guy's Facebook post says, I won't follow all orders given by President Obama. 
I'm not somebody that, that loves Obama, but if you're going to be in the military, you, you can't go popping off that you're not going to follow the commander-in-chief. Now, has he followed all of his orders, though? I don't know. I would assume so. He wouldn't be there for nine years. Yeah, I, yeah. so I'm going to feel the same way. I mean, unless they came up and said, this guy really wasn't waking up in the morning. Yeah. He would only occasionally follow orders. Was this down from Obama, man? Because I ain't doing it. No, this is from just your commanding officer. Uh, Fezzi, where are you on this one? I say discharge him. Oh. I think they had every right to. Where it's the thing about uh, he's not a legitimate president. He's not the real commander-in-chief. It really sounds like insubordination. Okay, but when the people were hiding their homosexuality, you were all for that insubordination. You know what I'm saying? And those people took it all, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact of the matter is, uh, uh, we're not looking like this guy is a traitor or anything else. He was just speaking politically, as Americans uh, do. I don't think this guy was a danger. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't think that you're looking at a guy who was somehow, um, you know, working against the United States. Now, uh, I'm looking at this here, and I don't have all the facts, but just what I see in front of me. What he said was, I won't follow illegal orders. Right, because he... That I Now, we actually, if you remember, after World War II, put some people to death that were Germans for following what we said were illegal orders. I would kind of hope that everybody in the service would say to themselves, I'm not going to follow illegal orders. You know what I mean? Like, if you get somebody like, look, we're going to go in there, shoot all the babies. Make sure all the kids die first, <laughs> right. and then rape. I want I want that guy to be fucking insubordinate. I want him to think, you know what? I'm going to step outside the lines here a little bit. All right, guys, we're going to implement our rape initiative yeah. for this village. Um, Frankie, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie D. Fezzy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, the guy needed to be disciplined. Uh, I mean, whether or not he needed to be discharged, you know, who knows what the whole story is. Right. But but you can be political in in the military. You just can't be uh, in uniform and be political. So it's like you can attend a a political rally, just not in uniform because... So that becomes the point. Like, what exactly is Facebook? We haven't worked that out. Whether that is your private time... Or your work time. And I, I think Frankie has the right here. I think somebody should have called them in, uh, gave them a bunch of shit, did whatever you know you do to those guys. Final discharge. And yeah, but the fact is, uh, it seems like he had put nine years into this. Everybody was happy with him, apparently, up to this point. Do you really need to boot the guy? Uh, John, you're on the Run of Fest show. Buddy. Yeah, buddy. Hey, Pepper. Hi. Uh, Ronnie, I grew up in the military. My dad was in the Air Force. And you give up all your civilian rights when you go on a base or when you live on a base or when you visit. There's a big sign that says that entering this facility, search and seizure, that's gone. They can look at anything you have anytime. So you're saying once you sign up for the military, uh, you've given away your rights? Uh, not only that, when you, as a civilian, when you go to visit a base, when, when you, if you went to visit a base, you're giving up your rights to search and seizure, freedom of speech. There's a lot of things you give up entering 
that facility. But yeah, as a, as a military member, there's a lot of rights you give up voluntarily. All right, thank you for calling. Here's Matt. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, good morning, Ron. I hope you're on point. Um, listen, dude, I'm a combat vet Marine, and I got non-judicial punishment twice in the Marine Corps for beating up a senior officer. NJP is just like going to court or getting arrested in civilian terms, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't get kicked out of the Marine Corps. This guy's an idiot. You can't use your, uh, your, your views. You can't be political in the Corps, but he did not deserve to lose everything he's fought for. All of his benefits, his GI Bill, his home loan, oh, gone. Yeah, I I have a I have a tendency to agree with Matt here. I do think that if he broke these rules, uh, he had something coming to him. It just seems a little extreme to me to say your career's over, you're done. Nine years didn't matter. Now they might have more on him than I know, uh, and I'm looking up here. The polls are incredibly tight. Yeah, this is a fucking close one. Uh, for some people, it's. Um, Basically, as Fez put it, basically rules are rules. You can't get around it. Uh, other people are saying, come on. We know. It's Facebook, dude. Yeah. We know. And I'll take this back to, I think, exactly what Chris Stanley said. Pop it off. <laughs> Human beings are going <laughs> to pop off sometime. Yeah. 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 They're going to get fucking pissed and say a couple some crazy well, shit. Well, we're in the hallway here. People pop off. All the time. People are popping off on each other. It just happens. The things I've heard. Um, let's go over here to, um, Nick. Nick, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddies. Um, well, I think it might be a little dramatic to completely drop somebody, you know, and kind of dismiss them just because it is a soldier and they're serving the country and act, you know, take away everything he fought for, like they're saying. I know there's free speech, but isn't it fucking common sense to bite your tongue sometimes and not say anything? Like, if an intern was walking around saying, Ron's a fucking cocksucker, I hate him, blah, they blah, do blah. That. Like, Canada does that. I understand, but wouldn't, you know, wouldn't that, that be, shit. if you wanted to I'd fucking fire him, wouldn't that be a decent reason? No, I totally get it, but in the, uh, and the thing is, I think it comes back to, we still don't know what Facebook is. At this point, it's becoming more and more of a like public thing. Like for people like on fucking job interviews, will be like, "I need your pa- Facebook password to go through your shit right now and make sure you're not crazy." Um, let's go over here to uh, Gutter. Gutter, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, good morning, boys. Yeah. Good afternoon, to you guys. Um, yeah, I think they they're looking at it more like a foot Ford Hood situation. They don't want to let it progress. Say he made those statements and then something happens. Then they come back and say, hey, yeah, look. Yeah, I got to get that. Had, what you're saying is, signs, yeah. Uh, he had obvious signs that he was going to break ranks or he had this. You know, it sucks that he's getting a uh, discharge like that because, like the other guy said, you lose everything, all your benefits. So what you're saying is it really isn't so much about this guy. It's a chance for the Marine Corps to make an example out of somebody so they can say to somebody else, look, dude, don't fucking use Facebook. Look what happened to this asshole. And then everybody else falls in the line. It's like a CYA thing, man. It, you know, as soon as something happens, like that, like I said, the guy in Fort Hood, then they tore everything apart piece by piece and said, oh, look, if you guys would have seen this and this and this, we could have avoided this, this yeah. situation. Everybody always so, expects you to do it after the fact. All right. right. Uh, it's a tough call. Um, and whatever call they made, you know, because I'm sure Fez would be pissed off in here today if the guy didn't get fired. If he would have just gotten 
I don't know, whatever kind of penalty they got whatever. there. I can't leave the base or whatever that <laughs> stupid, immature KP shit is. Duty or, I don't, I don't know how it works. Dumb Gomer pile shit <laughs> to make people do stuff. I think they have Halliburton peeling the potatoes now. Would you have been mad if it was a lesser punishment? Oh, yeah, I think he was told, I think he was bordering on treason. Oh. Well, define treason to us. Where you're turning against... Uh, the, so you think he would physically turn against? If he was not going to follow orders that Obama gave him, then yeah, that's Illegal treason. orders. First of all, did you ever hear Obama giving out illegal orders that we know of? No, not... So not a big deal there, right? Right. So, you know, and if suddenly Obama just said, for whatever reason, I want you guys to invade Canada, I think there would be a lot of people not following those orders. Correct? Yeah. You don't want a military who just invades Canada because the guy that got elected uh, got some fucking bad back bacon or something one day, and he's he's fucking lost his shit. This is horse shit. I mean, we would be saying, look, there's something wrong with the commander-in-chief. And people at the top to the bottom would say that. So that's not a big fucking problem in this. Right. Saying I won't follow legal orders. But he's so, also a sergeant. He's in charge of other people. And I think he should probably say to them, we don't follow legal orders. We follow legal orders. You don't want. You just don't want these guys going out and shooting people, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're on the same page with that. I haven't seen this around that this guy is a danger. I think it goes back to, and I'm going to uh, quote Chris Stanley one more time: "Pop it off." That's right. A little pop off action. Um, Sean, you're on the running first show. Hey, Fezzy. So you feel because he was bad mouthing Obama and everything. He should be fired. Yeah, discharged. Oh. Okay, so you also feel that Opie and Anthony should be fired? No, they didn't yes. swear an oath. He, yes, oh, he did say that. They, he basically did say that. That's exactly what Fez is saying. Totally different. You got him. You got him. You backed him into a corner. You made his own positive answers come up and bite him on his nutsack. Except treason. Um... I think that we get a little ridiculous sometimes. I think that we just could say to the dude, dude, you're not going to be using Facebook. If you would have stayed in the military, you've lost your fucking chance to use Facebook That's again. It. Just fucking delete. Make him delete his account or some stupid shit. Whatever. Lose your fucking friend count. Who gives a fuck. I don't even have a friend count. That's Good. why I'm so mad. It's, no, you, no, you should be happy about I that. I need to get my friend count up. <laughs> no, it's all right. All right. Here, of course, uh, is the big Twitter story. Uh, and this uh, is another one that's blowing up. Last night, uh, Game 7, um, it's all going down. Caps, Bruins, Joel Ward, Joel Ward scores the winning goal um, and puts him up. Joel is uh, a black person. Mm -hmm. Immediately... And they've collected tons, tons of tweets of Boston fans dropping the N-bomb on Twitter. Did it start trending? I don't know. I don't know how the trending works. I don't have... Uh, I'm Right now, I'm still on MySpace. Oh, you gotta get all... You gotta fucking upgrade. Three weeks ago, I found another person on there, so that was fun. All right. guess it's like, I'm like a... We shared music. Just as JT intended. Yeah. He's on there. 
Oh yeah, he's he's fucking trolling around him um, fucking Tom. So if you take a look at this, and this is just a snapshot yeah. of how quickly, quickly people are re ready to be uh, racist. Just, it's M-Bomb Central. No, unfortunately, none of them are in the Marine Corps. <laughs> so we can't overact, overreact with them. Uh, but is this really what goes on in people's hearts and minds? I is this how quickly... They feel to be racist. Maybe some of them, or may, I think a portion of them, yeah. And maybe another portion is just like maybe they think they're being funny. I don't know. Um, but hashtag N is not something I would fucking think to hashtag. Oh, really? They're actually hashtagging? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you can see these up on the iBang. And it's just uh, phenomenally quick. I mean, one after another. The end scores again. We right. And that's apparently just a sampling. Well, everything's just a sampling. I'm not going to ever be able to get you every single tweet. All right, this guy just says it sucks that the end scored the goal. I mean, he could just say it sucks that Ward's. He could just say, use the guy's name. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, why isn't he playing basketball? Uh, the only black thing in hockey should be the puck. Oh boy. Um. But it does give you uh, hearts and minds. Uh, Joe, Boston, you're on Fez. Hey, guys. I mean, this is not exactly news for the city of Boston. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is what they're like. I mean, I, if you could do some type of a study to find out where those tweets came from, like, in the city. Right. I bet it's all Southie, all Charlestown, uh, <clears throat> all around Bunker Hill. Now, isn't that kind of racist there where you're just saying it's the no, Southeast? It's the white trash. Wait, what, what no. was it, Joe? They're all fucking Irishmen from Thank Southie. you. There, Thank, that's it. That's what I'm fucking looking for. You, it always comes it? back to the mix, doesn't it? Come on. It is and we're mix. pissing and shit and fucking and we're pissing and shit and fucking and that. Always comes back to the Southeast. Always comes back to those mix. Uh, no one else ever takes um, responsibility for this. Uh, let's go over here to Brad. Monopoly. Now, I know his Fez is very quiet about this because it's not an anti-gay thing. So, uh, whatever. It happens. If this was all a bunch of people saying fag, then he'd be going nuts and Whoa. something needs Wait, to be done. Hashtag. Hey, uh, Brad, you're on the run of Fez show. What's up, guys? Uh, yeah. I don't think it's more of like a you know racist thing. I think it's more of just like power. Like they do it just to get under people's skin. When I play video games with the guy and uh, he says the N word to the other team, they just get upset and they start losing the match. I know it's not like a match actual playing basketball, but just the other you know people they're playing with just to get under their skin. You know? well, all right, uh, and what are you guys playing? Uh, video games, like, you know, Call of Duty or some shit like that. Right. And he'll just start blowing out M-bombs to the other team, and then they just get upset. And just, oh, yeah. They just uh, focus on focus. Now, are they saying it to black people? Well, obviously, they're not black, but he just does it just cause to get under scan. You know, obviously, you can tell these people are Caucasian, but he doesn't do it to black people. He just does it to everybody. So you're saying that this is just a thing to uh, piss off people? Exactly. All right, thanks. Uh, here's Brian. Brian, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, what's up, bud? I want to talk about that guy Joe who just called, saying everybody in Southie, Dorchester, Charlestown, all that's just a racist Nick, you know? Right. 
that, that tweet could have, it's probably from some fucking 12-year-old kid sitting in his underoos at his computer, you know, just trying to run the mouth. Doesn't even know what he's saying, you know? It's, it's, a, it's a really good that. point that we look at this, and just because it looks like we have no idea who each one of these people is. Are they just children? Are they... 19-year-old drunk college kids. All right, this Masturbates23 said, can't believe Boston just let a sand end beat them. Right, yeah, he's, al he's already confused. That doesn't make sense. He thought it was an Arab. And Brian, you're from that area then? I am, sir. Now, I know a lot of people think that you guys get drunk every day, cry thinking about your mom, and headbutt people. But let me tell you something else. You're also really good at robbing banks. I've seen the town. And it's amazing. Good work. I've never seen such bank robbers in my life. I actually worked for a bank, and I'll tell you that's true. It's uh, we're robbed all too often, it's, um... <laughs> and in their own neighborhood. They don't even bother leaving their neighborhood. All right, thanks, Brian. That's not Hollywood. You're welcome, Ronnie. Take right, care. Peace. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Some. Um, Oh, a little bit of sad news here. Now, you heard about the saxophone player for the Killers uh, being found dead. Were oh, yeah, I heard about that. Uh, suicide. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> That's came Now, you would think nowhere. you're in a big touring band. You fucking made it, pretty much. I mean... Yeah, I mean, everything that you want to have happen uh, has happened for you. 33 years old. Same as Jesus. Same as Jesus. Maybe they're starting their own band up there. Although they never they never uh, ruled Jesus a suicide, but he could have got away. At least he made a run for it. He could have used his powers. Oh, yeah, he had superpowers. Why didn't you just fly up to heaven before <laughs> they killed you? Why did you wait till after? <laughs> uh, Kyle. Kyle, you're on the Run and Fest show. What's going on, buddy? Hey. hey. Was Joe was somebody who I would call before and said, those tweets probably came from all those areas. Exactly yeah. true. Every stereotype is, is true. We openly use the N-word in bars without even looking over your shoulder. I mean, it's... it's, it's Why the racism ridiculous. in a place like Boston? I don't know. If you go up to the north end, the Italian side, it's even worse. Right. Well, we know that. That goes without saying. I don't even think we need to say it out loud. Obviously. Yeah. That's, that's a gimme. <laughs> okay, still no excuse for the Southies, though. Um... <laughs> So you you are not surprised with these uh, tweets that went out? Not at all. Not even slightly. All right, I can't eight six. They waited to the end of the game. Yeah. Okay. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Um, those uh, tweets are up there, and uh, just one after another. It's just ridiculous. And they're still coming in. I just searched hashtag N. Yeah. And even, so the, what, Joe what, Ward's still catching it. So no, uh wasn't even in the heat of the moment. No, people are still, I guess, just pissed. And Joel's just sitting there. Really? I got to hear this? I just won the fucking game. Game seven. And what the fuck? Joel, I don't even want you to pay attention. Get off Twitter. No, I, I, it's driving me nuts. Give me your I, iPhone. I don't want you even looking at it. We're going to go out and celebrate. God damn it. Here, take That's it. That's it. Oh, God, look at that one. <laughs> take a picture of me on Instagram. <laughs> and please don't look at the one calling for you to be hung. Um, Glenn in Canada, you're on the Run of Fez show. Honey, uh, I report for Oh, uh, your phone blows, dude. Uh, I'm sorry, Ronnie. 
Call me back, all right? Because I want to hear what you got to say. Uh, Mike, Buffalo, you're on Fez. Hey, buddies. Um, Joel Ward now is in the same group as uh, Aaron Boone and Bucky Dent to that city, which is awesome. Right, um, it's a good place to be. <laughs> it is. I don't understand why everyone's so surprised. This is a city that it, until 2005 or six did not allow a Native American to own a piece of land and uh, in, in that's within the city limits. And uh, the Red Sox are the last team to get a black guy uh, on their Yeah, it's so, that also true. About the racism. That's also true. Uh, although, I mean, coming from where I came from, I can't fucking point fingers at anybody. <laughs> but real good news <laughs> for the Red States. You know, the Red States, <laughs> hey, this doesn't even involve you. First of all, they don't know what hockey is. That's true. Um... All right, let me try to explain it to the people down south. Hockey. Right, okay. It's NASCAR, but if the car were ice skates. Now, ice. How do mm. I explain ice what? to them? NASCAR. Um, how many laps do they do? <laughs> no. It's not laps so much. Oh. How about the two Spanish teams being out of the fucking uh, championship game? How do you like that? How do you like that, Barcelona? How do you like that, Real Madrid? You're both on the fucking beach now. Spain looks like a fucking pile of dirty shit, huh? Yeah. Go read my tweets. I got pretty <laughs> fucking rough on the Spanish culture. <laughs> Hashtag. That's when I did, how do you like that, Cortez? I call them all Cortezes. It's like that hashtag. That hashtag is just fucking really popular. Yeah. yeah. We have trouble even getting this bit going because we're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to find anything controversial online. I'm a crazy person drinking up myself. <laughs> that's a, that's literally an impression of us. I don't know what I'm doing on here. Am I even online? I'm on the internet. Uh, Mike, you're on running fest. Ronnie? Yeah. Hi, uh... I understand that uh, Boston's got this uh, racist image, and coming from around here, I can't say it's totally undeserved. However, when things like this happen, when uh, I, I think it points out that racism is still alive and well, not just here, but throughout the country. And you can't tell me that people in Boston are the only ones who are guilty of this or who are putting up hashtag N or whatever it is. I didn't see those hashtags. It's really funny. I was having this um, debate with a Mitt Romney friend of mine that's uh, a big Romney uh, backer and basically said to me that racism is all but gone in this country. What? And I'm oh. like, I don't even know where to begin to go with this statement. I think it's still fucking right there. Yeah. I'm it's not obvious. defending the ones who put that stuff up there, but come on. It's not just Boston people. We're good people. It's, us, it's mainly Boston. <laughs> Never. That's the thing. Never. Fine, uh, fine, fine. All right, buddy. All right, goodbye. Right, uh, but again, um, growing up where I grew up, I grew up with racism 100%. And it was not until I was much older that I even got it. I, I was in my, I'd say, late teens before I even started to. Let me wrestle some of this in my Maybe mind a little bit. It's a bad word. Yeah. Well, not even forget the word, but just the attitude. My dad was a crazy racist. He didn't like blacks or Jews. And Actually, he yeah. threw that out there constantly. Uh, one of the things, and it's really fucking weird to say this, 
But one of the things that made me less prejudiced, and I don't know whether we get kids into this, is that when I started to buy and sell uh, marijuana and other things, where I started to go, you know what? This shit got fucking hoisted on us. We're not really all that different, are right. we? You want to buy some, I got to sell. Yeah, and none of you guys get fucking mad about a weak count because you're going to fucking... <laughs> Seriously, none of them ever do. I've never <laughs> wanted to a black guy who said this is light. The fuck? They're just fucking happy to get it. Hell yeah. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there when you really think. Well, it's actually more there than here. Um, glad you're on manifest. Ronnie, hey, I uh, got a spy report I, for you. I can hear you perfectly now. Spy report. Thank you, Glenn. Spy report. Ronnie, uh, sorry about the bad cell phone, buddy. I'm on the yeah. edge of the earth up here in Nova Scotia, and I uh, just went by the park, and Frankie McDonald and his crew are shooting a video. Good. So get ready. Bad weather are coming some- is coming somewhere. Frankie McDonald, has he got a lot of heat there in Nova Scotia? Do the people appreciate him? Uh, he does. He's kind of a little bit of a celebrity around in the in the Cape Breton area. I think you've been up to Cape Breton sure. before with the carnival. Beautiful. Uh, is uh, I hear some local radio backs him up, and they're big fans. Yeah, there's a local radio station there, uh, ninety four point nine, the Cape, and it's uh, they're 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 always uh, they're always running the spots and stuff. I don't Good. live there anymore. I just was down on business. But anyway, it's funny to see him, and uh, and he's a little bit of a celebrity. So get ready, man. Get people, get ready. All right, uh, make sure uh, that they cherish him. They cherish him. He saves lives. Yeah, he does. Thank property. you. Thank you, Glenn. We'll be looking out for that. A little Frankie McDonald will be here, I'm sure, by tomorrow. Oh, I don't yeah. know how long he edits these things. It doesn't appear. <laughs> by the way, he lets himself walk over and turn off the camera himself. And who knows when this fucking weather's going to drop. I mean, we might have hours or it might be a week. But he'll get the warning out there. All right, uh, I'll tell you what's uh, big on the iBank today. And actually, I like uh, Handsome Johnny Tube Sticks to take a look at some of this. Because we never talk about the supermodel moms. Oh. Uh, this came from one of uh, our contributors after hearing somebody had something rough to say about a mom. These supermodels. And by the way, this is NS... FW. Oh. Not safe for work if you got a crappy fucking job looking over your shoulder so the whole time. If you're a pussy with some boss on your ass all the time staring at your computer screen. We do it, man, here. And we tell our bosses. That's We're right. looking at supermodel moms. That's right. Now we're going to watch hardcore pornography for fucking 12 hours straight. And you can't do shit about it. Well, that was Dave. If we're going to be totally honest. <laughs> uh, but these. Pictures, and believe me, not all the pictures that go up on the site, and I feel like, oh, that's representative of us. But these pictures are absolutely stunning. And I would go so far as this. Beauty and art meet. Oh, my God. And become magic. Worlds collide. Look at some of these women. Now, you know, our guest this week, uh, Eddie... Eddie is uh, married to a supermodel. Miss Chrissy Tarlington. That's got to feel good, right? Going home to that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go shoot some movie, then go home to Chrissy. Like, if somebody said something bad about your movie, you're like, I'm sorry, are you married to Chrissy Tarlington? Huh? No, you're not, are you? Oh. 
Oh, you know what? I'm going to go home and take a shower with Christy Turlington. How's that fucking for you? So, fuck you straight wow. to hell. Wow, who's that? This is Adriana Lima. What's her deal? Where's she from? Uh, How does a person look like that? She's a Victoria's Secret model. Uh-huh. Uh, she's her husband is uh, Ser, is uh, Marco uh, Jarek, Serbian basketball player. I want to point something out to you. She had babies. Yeah, there's a baby. Babies, body. plural. She popped a couple out. She tightened up. She is stunning. All right, sure. This is getting hammered. Server juice time. Yeah, I'm trying to look at it. The no, the server juice is going to blow up on this. It's going, to, <laughs> it's going so slow. I should never even promote when we got something this beautiful. <laughs> The weirdest thing is, we have enough server juice now to handle half the planet, and it still blows up on Jesus. us. Jesus, she's Brazilian. Something happens in Brazil. Something in the water. Is it in the water, or is it in the dance? All right, sexy dancing. Is that, is that, the, girl, is that the girl from the uh, that car commercial? Yeah. She was in that uh, Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl commercial where the guy's oh. having the dream and the Motley Crew is playing. And yeah, like Volkswagen maybe. Kickstart or... my heart. Yeah, and she's just waving the fucking flag. Yeah, and it was like a fantasy or something. Yeah, yeah, he's like a dreaming or whatever. I would be old. that's a, if I was making commercials, I would always be going. All right, in this commercial supermodel comes in, <laughs> and she does lots of sexy shit. And she's barely dressed, and like this is fucking guy. Hey, hey, you yeah. already sold me, dude. <laughs> Let's fucking make this spot. All right, let's do it. Come on, let's go fucking find well, some supermodels. But we're selling cereal. Exactly. Supermodels got to eat cereal too, right, motherfucker? Why are you calling me motherfucker? Because <laughs> I'm trying to get you fucking onto this shit. Dude, please. We're fucking missing time. Uh, all right, I just put a point something out here of the supermodel moms. No. And I don't know whether this is true of the world. Three of our top five supermodel moms are Brazilian. Jesus. Fucking dominating. One of them is Pele. All right. That's a dude. Do you think um, that a lot, like his whole life, Pele had to hear people do stuff like, hey, are you Pele in soccer tomorrow? And then they'd start laughing. He'd laugh be like, dude, him. I've heard that so many fucking times. Yeah, but you're the man, dude. Gotta keep saying it. Look who's pele with himself over there. <laughs> Mm -mm -mm. Anyway, the point is this. Uh, Brazil's doing something right. Yeah. Now, Brazilian Julie hates our guts now and despises us. And every time she's like, I'm going to stop by and see you guys. And then it's, fuck you, canceled. How many times have we been through that? That's okay. I'll work everything out. How come Brazilian Julie never dresses like this? I don't know. Maybe because she has to walk out in the street to get here? Oh, I'm yeah, not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. Point taken. <laughs> she ain't got that ass. Uh, <laughs> where does that come from, Craig? Craig, you're on the Run of Fez show. Oh, hey, buddy. Uh, isn't it funny the things that will remind you of Eastside Dave? If I go to a zoo and see a monkey throwing shit, I think of Dave. Yeah. If I think about people jacking at work, I think about Dave. I, I really just miss Dave. And sorry, Brazil and Julie, you just don't. Yeah, that, that was that was below the belt, literally. Thank but yeah, that happens to me with Dave all the time too. And Dave will always text me on a big win, a big loss, or a death. Yep, he's fucking on mm. Donkey Kong. That's right. He loves fucking uh, Cam Kong. 
You guys doing the show this weekend? That's right. This Saturday, 7 p.m. right here. What's it going to be about, draft? We'll talk to draft, yeah. Probably talk some more about Christy in fucking Jersey. You could go on uh, line while you're on the air and be part of Fez's draft conversation. He's going all weekend long. That's fucking crazy. It's like 24 hours, right? Of just straight... just Whatever happens. Yeah. That's fucking It's nuts. all day Saturday. God damn. Till what times? It's uh, noon to 8 p.m. Are you going to be able to even hold out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll just order in. How's that different from every other weekend? So, And tonight it starts By the at way, 8 o'clock. Did you notice uh, yesterday's pizza party didn't even exist? Yeah, that was a I got out of my meeting. I'm like, well, that meeting was awful, but uh, I can't wait to dive into this pizza. Fucked! Pizza party's been postponed to today. It ain't happening. No Listen, one believes. We're going to we're going to that fucking Brian Williams pizza place. I'm starting to hate Brian Williams now. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> every time I think about him, I think of yesterday's disappointment. <laughs> no, it's gonna that's gonna turn today's happiness. Um, you know, yesterday's uh, post was the AFC cheerleader tryouts. I'm sorry, they look like dog shit after supermodel moms. Yeah, supermodel moms just make all those women look like dogs. Okay, it's fucking cheerleaders. Get your shit together, fucking non-Brazilian skeezers. Hey, maybe maybe a little later on in the uh, show, I want to play that Bobcat movie trailer so you guys can go over it and know what we're going to be dealing with on Monday. Hell yeah. Um, Tuesday. Tuesday's your mask. Tuesday. Monday. I mean, you're going to know about the prep on Monday. And I can't even make this announcement yet, but... No, but... This is over my head. <laughs> Hopefully soon, but then we'll be locked in. Everything looks good. And then I understand I got this way in advance, too. Like, I'll be like, I could take this, kindle it right now, mm -hmm. and... Break it. Be that fucking dude. Yep. Let's like, get, everyone look at me. Let's get a scanner. I'll start scanning everything in. <laughs> You do it all, because I don't like to do anything. <laughs> I don't like to do anything that takes longer than 18 seconds. <laughs> like, I can be up for anything for 18 seconds. After that, I get bored. It's okay. Um, Jerry Bark is going to stop in a little later on, and we're going to go over the NFL draft bust, which, oddly, Fez, people like a lot better than the draft hits. Yeah, they you know love I mean? seeing someone just fall on their fucking face who got just juiced up. But everybody likes, well, there's two things that we like. Some guy got picked. Who the hell is that? All right, this is in the Supermom Moms. This is Doutson Krauss. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, but Doutson Krauss, she's Dutch. Get that picture back up, the one that you had. Okay. That's impossible. <laughs> That's fucking impossible. I mean, handsome Johnny, even for a person like yourself who always finds flaws. Yeah, I, I don't see any. That's perfection. That's pretty fucking perfect. What fucking serious athlete is she with that makes her like no one else would be part of that? Klaus! I forgot what I was talking about. She's actually married to a DJ called Sunnery Jones. Dutch DJ. Those fucking DJs are the new rock stars, man. Yeah, they fucking love That's them. That's the new Jaggers. There you go. No wonder that fucking kid from the Killers couldn't take it anymore. He's like, oh, I played instrument. Fuck. Why didn't I learn to hit play? And I'd be done right now. Fuck. I need an iPod. That fucking club DJ is one of the few jobs that, like, you can be performing 
and still go have a piss and a beer, talk to a chick. Yeah. And the performing is still going on. It's only about 12 minutes long. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Uh, well, but anyway, what we love, we love the, the guy that won in the 19th round and then went on to be an all-pro and everybody. Could do. And then we like a guy who went in the first round and was a bust. But no one ever says, hey, Giants, you made the obvious choices for LT. And he and turned out really to be the greatest defensive player. <laughs> Changed the game completely, actually. Oh, San Francisco, you didn't get LT, so you got Ronnie Lott. Hey, worked out for you, too. Enjoying your four rings. It makes you feel like you have some insight if you feel if you like badmouth someone who's supposed to be great. But you don't know. It takes ten years. So your insight really you never get around to going ten years ago I just told everybody Heath Schuler was a piece of whatever. Who cares now? You know what I mean? The, the it's like fucking betting a horse race that you that you never are around for the finish. That's what drives you crazy about it. It's fucked. And people just, this draft day, it's like draft day parties and shit. Like, oh, dude, draft's on tonight. Let's get, let's get fucking whacked. That's why Fez is doing his gig tonight. Yep. Because he used to do, you used to stay, stay on the phone with your brother. I guess you'll do that a lot anyway, because I guess you could do both. But you want to talk to other people while the draft is going on. Right, yeah. So then the editor says to me, well, what could Fez be, you know, playing games or something? In between, because it takes so long, I go. That tension, I believe, is what everybody likes. It's you know, like, going. What's, what's happening? Uh oh! Look over oh, there. Holy shit! Someone's on a phone. Somebody pick up the fucking phone in Oakland. <laughs> they're who's trading got, up. Who's they're doing trading it? Up. Oh my god! They're trading up now. There's already a big rumor about a trade up that could happen tonight. Oh shit! This is exciting. All right, this was sent in to me. And see, all right, we're going over the supermodels, which you have to stop. Clicking on supermodel moms. This is your favorite so far, right? Beautiful women. This is some great fucking shit. This is wonderful. Yeah, this is actually unlike a lot of the girl pictures. This is classy. Now, because these are moms. Yeah, but they're also they're like pieces of art. You know, like you ever go to like a great restaurant and somebody will say. This looks too good to eat, and then, but I'm going to eat it anyway, and everyone laughs. It. That's what I would say as I was going down. I would say, this looks too good enough, <laughs> too good to eat, but I'm going to eat it anyway. And then I'd have a big laugh. And I'm like, oh. And then I would always be like, let's leave the blinds open. I'm going to see somebody fucking walking by and let them fucking see what's happening here. Leave the fucking blinds open. You know what? Now because of that. Stick your fucking head out the window. That's how. Yell to people. Yell to people. Let them know. Uh, anyway, that's all going on tonight with the draft. And there's going to be a lot of fun. I know this is... Oddly, Fez likes this uh, better than games. He gets a... And, and has for many, many years. So this is a big deal for Fez tonight. Um, Dr. X, you're on run of Fez. Ronnie, it's not something in the Brazilian water. It's uh, some study I read online before I clicked on the email. Something about cat piss in Brazil. There's something about the pheromones that the cat piss has. It makes fucking people, especially like in the Rio area, just fucking livid with sex. They're, they're oozing sex because of this cat piss in the air. 
I, I don't remember where I saw it, man, but get somebody on it, and, uh, and uh, let's uh, bring some of these goddamn Brazilian cats to New York. Well, Watley's house stinks like cat piss, and people throw up when they have to deliver a package. Uh. Um, all right, this guy read to me, and I don't know. It comes across. It's a theory, anyway. Brazilians are hot because the Nazi superior race fled there and made it. All right. There weren't enough Nazis left to really get out of Germany, was there? To well, you know what? You better have facts before you go making a statement like that. All right, I gotta fucking see how many Nazis got out of most. Germany. Most Nazis made it there. Well, the Mossad took those guys out. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So we're going to be getting into that a little later on uh, in the show when uh, Jerry Barkus shows up and does his thing. Like Jerry Barkus says. I got to get mines now. Barker time. That's what he says. He says it's time for me to lay down in the Barker Lounge. Y'all like the Barker Lounge, huh? Relax. He said, let me. I'm here to be. I'm going to bark at the moon. Everybody listen. And then he's going to say something about Springsteen. You like Springsteen? Yeah. Like Springsteen's big, so great. Big fan. <laughs> Springsteen's so fucking great. People do like them. Uh, the new deer of the sky. Uh, birds. No one can fly out of New York now without the engines filling up with bird parts. Oh, Sully, why can't you just uh, fucking fly every plane? A JetBlue plane was taken off the other day. Just packed solid with birds in the engine. Luckily, Fez, when he leaves, doesn't fly JetBlue. Yeah, I do. Huh? Well, I fly. Why would you fly the death plane? 2,000. Death Plane 2000. This is gone in the river. You're not even Why that strong. Why would they name a model plane after that? Why You're not even that strong uh, of a uh, swimmer. Why would you want to get on there? So here's the problem. We now have to figure out who owns the sky. Is it human beings or the birds? One of us was born to fly. Well... I think birds take it for granted. We had to invent shit to fly. That's true. Right? They can fucking fly very early on where we got to work on it. So why don't they walk for a while? Yeah, just fucking get down. Like we had to. Cocksuckers. I mean, we're not going to get out of this one. You know, it's going to come down to that awful fucking thing. Do we need to kill all the birds so that we can go... To St. Louis, whenever we want to, you know, and, cheaply. And, yeah, do it in two hours instead of fucking eleven. We need to build more drones, possibly, to start just fucking zapping these fucking birds. I think if I grew up in St. Louis, I'd be like, we live far away from anything. Look, look at this map. Everything to go to is nowhere near us. Wow, what's an ocean? Fuck. Is it like the Mississippi River, but better, saltier? Every day I go down to the river and I can't surf. <laughs> There's no fucking waves, dude. Oh, okay. I hate these birds. Here's the problem. That birds have become the new Native American Indians. Like, we get it. You were here. Uh, you do it very, very well with it. You're good. Mm. But... Me want it. Me want it now. Our steel animals need to fucking have the skies. Now, I have... <laughs> they, All right. They understand what an airplane is. Oh, okay. 
It's fucking 2012 for them still. I've got an idea, though, for the birds. Okay, what is it? We give them casinos to run. They even know how to count to fucking deal with their fucking They hire Jews. They do the same same thing. You ever go to a casino, an Indian casino, and see Indians in there? Never. Actually, I just bring it up. It never happens. <laughs> There's some guy like Mo- named Maury going. I understand you lost a lot of money. Yeah, I'd like Maury. to, yeah, I'd like to invite you to the breakfast buffet. Uh, that's not gonna fucking help me with my bills, Maury. <laughs> I'm in a fucking Please, hole there's here. sausage, there's bacon. Yeah, I get it. How about a line of credit? I, I get myself out of this. Seriously, dude. Seems like you've had enough today. <laughs> I'll tell you when I've had enough. <laughs> I'm good for it, Mr. Stanley. You're upset. I'm fucking good for it. I don't need a fucking room. I don't need this comp bullshit. How much is that room worth tonight? Give me the cash. Would you like to see the Blue Man Group? They're going to be appearing. <sighs> is it roulette involved? They're very blue. Uh, yeah. They're fun. They play PVC tubing. You ever be losing a lot of money? You're just fucking sitting there with good Tom Jones seats. Just, uh, <laughs> fuck. What's he singing about? <laughs> the only reason I'm here is because I made a huge mistake. It's not unusual. <laughs> you're just like... <laughs> Fuck, I gotta get back on the floor. <laughs> I can't I gotta even enjoy figure, this. I gotta figure a way out of this. I wonder how many times over the years Tom Jones has done his show. <laughs> <laughs> and just look at people crying. Shattered fucking dreams. Look at a picture of their kids. I don't know how I'm gonna raise them. Well, you're not going to college. It's not unusual. Oh. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. I'm going to try to make it right for you. I got to go, Tom. <laughs> Just fucking people sobbing yeah. while he's trying to do his shit. And when you're in Vegas, every stand-up only does casino humor. You know what I mean? Like, you can't go there and do your act. You can't re- mention current events because... When you're in Vegas for like three days, you don't even remember the outside world. It's just gambling. That's yeah. all you're worried about. So like, yeah, then you're like, yeah, old ladies with cups. And then when they're um, empty, they can fucking throw up in them. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's like, oh, oh, yeah. That's a gambling joke. I fucking saw that yesterday. Gambling joke. Yeah, let's go gamble now. I got to go. And the other thing is nobody's shows are allowed to go too long. No matter, God, they, they, they got to get back to the floor. Okay. So all those guys are on a fucking stopwatch. It can't be like any like real negative fucking casino humor, no. right? Because no, like, you'd no, be like, "Isn't it great, everybody?" <laughs> you know, you do these little what things. Big, huh? You, know, you can do like gangster jokes and stuff like that, but you can never do the. But seriously, don't you think that the odds are so stacked against you? Don't you feel like <laughs> shit coming in here? <laughs> <sighs> Hey, um, Brown, Sean, Run Face Show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Uh, the problem with JFK, you got a bird sanctuary right there. Yeah, I know. They're going to have always, My father would always come up with these inventions that are going to make him rich. He's like, okay, I'm going to invent. Every time before the plane takes off, we have the sound of a hawk, and all the birds will run for cover, and the plane can go off. And I think they do something like that, or they have owl statues or something. Did it work? You, if you're going to be afraid of a fucking hawk, you're going to be afraid of a fucking plane. Yeah. They just fly straight into it. It's like bugs to a light. Dumbass birds. Do you leave out of JFK, Fizz? 
Yes. Why don't you pick Newark for yourself? Such a nice Well, town. JetBlue doesn't connect to Tampa from... Uh, well, why Newark. do you have to be JetBlue? Why do you do everything the same way? Come on. We're going to go to LaGuardia. It's nice and close. What? Oh, what do you feel like? I need to fucking land in a river? Never. Come on. Don't make me pull teeth there. I'm trying to be in a conversation with LGA. you. Well, What's like stopping you LGA. from going to Newark? Well, I like the TVs in the jet blue. It's more of a distraction. Delta's got TVs, baby. Why don't you get yourself a fucking iPad? Fucking yeah, iPad. Money bags. And sit there and watch a fucking movie like for a yourself. Fucking baller on your Netflix streaming. You're just fucking loving it, playing Angry Birds, reading books and shit. And if you leave from Newark, you're closer to the fucking Florida. I don't want to hear. I want to hear about Angry Birds. It's a video he, game. He doesn't fucking know. He's it's your your birds, and you're facing like some pigs or something, and you're fucking. I don't know. They're pissed. Um, you put up crazy pussy <laughs> on the speaking uh, of the draft. Site. I never even thought you'd be able to get that up. As just in the headlines. That's going to fucking change mine now. I'm going to go for the first kind of fucking headline. Uh, what gets into these girls? She just wants to... She's becoming a viral fucking star. Because this isn't serious, right? It's because it's of like the bad edits and shit. It's been obviously edited together. So this is one long stream of fucking crazy talk. Right. But she... Could be a fantastic actress since she comes off Look as totally landing. fucking Look at this landing. Oh, shit. Filled with birds. Filled with birds. Oh, that poor bird plane. All right, let's go over here. This bitch is nuts. Hey, internet, specifically college football players on the internet. My name's Brienne. I live in New York City. And I'm super excited for the NFL draft. But I'm really not interested in anyone who's going number one or number two or, or number three or number four. Anyone really in the first round, for that matter, or second round? No, I know right away you see crazy pussy, right? And everybody gets excited. Try to imagine you're trying to get to sleep now when she starts this fucking insane talk. Try to imagine she's got a fucking head full of snow and this shit fucking starts up. And you got to start hearing about third grade, what her fucking teacher did to her or whatever. Oh, my God. Isn't it this weird with women? What attracts us also repulses us. It's just, it's a repellent. It's, she is at the same time addictive and repellent. How does that happen? Because it's, it's just two sides of a coin, right? Like, she's just fucking horrifyingly scary. At some point. So why is that sexy? That's what I don't understand, Chris. Help my fucking brain. This, she's got every fucking thing out there that, I'll just say it, destroys marriages. Because the fucking guy is going to go, I don't know why I'm doing this. It's almost like we're talking about the casinos. She's got a casino for a pussy, this fucking broad. <laughs> That's the sad thing about it. You can tell this lunatic can fuck. And that's why, like, we uh, had the people that were bad-mouthing uh, Jennifer Aniston the other day and saying she doesn't seem sexy. She's pretty, but not sexy. Why the fuck is this sexy? Why do we like lunatics? Let's hear a little more. What I'm interested in and what I've got my sights set on is day three, round seven, pick 253, the last pick of the draft, Mr. Irrelevant. 
I've got this special place in my heart for. All right, let, let's just do this. Here's what I would do. Her fucking eyes. And everybody should fucking save this in case you end up with a broad and give this to your defense fucking attorney for the murder trial. Like, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you can't picture yourself choking her to death after you come. Like, you have to deal with this when you're not fucking, so. I mean, who would want to do that? Who the weirdest that? thing is, before you come, nothing could be better than that talk. And after you come, you'll fucking puke when she starts this. Well, the jizz is gone. This was a mistake. Yes. <laughs> you would have to scream at her, don't let me come if you want to live. Or the second I come, <laughs> dive out the window and run for your life. The humiliated, the neglected, the last pick on the playground kind of guy. That's why I'm making the following offer. Whoever is this year's Mr. Irrelevant. All right, one more thing. Okay. Why is she fucking whispering like her mom's sleeping in the other room? Why is that attractive to us? This crazy talk that she has. It's all just crazy gibberish bullshit. Now, I would say anyone, and we all know that it's a mistake. She is a fucking mistake. But if you don't go for that mistake, you're gay. I think... Loving dicks. Yeah. And maybe now we can understand somehow this is what a twink must look to the fez. Like, he knows it's going to kill him. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. He knows that that twink is going to beat him in the brain with a fucking claw hammer, but he can't stop himself. And I'm doing his act for him. I'm saying, let me explain my life, even when I'm guessing at it. Let's see a little more. Right, here she is. Is going to earn himself a night alone with me. The alone and part's scary. Our time together, I guarantee you, will be anything but irrelevant. I will be waiting and watching, especially you guys from the Big Sky Conference. With love. Your what is she selling? What is she really reality. selling, Hicks? Is this a fucking website we don't know about? I is this like fucking crazypussy.com? It could be. That could be it. I mean, that's where I would go if you're watching this. Jesus. I, oh, Tube Steaks loves her. Oh, Tube Steaks? Yeah? Oh, or yeah, no? I'm hooked. Crazy, this would crazy be it. psycho. Tube Steaks would jump in. Love it. Why is that? Why does that happen? I'm like, we just fucking talked to guys the other day who get fucking hit by women. And this woman's going to end up fucking scratching somebody. Set some shit on fire. Yeah. Destroy property at the very least. Oh, fuck yeah. You're going to end up with a fork in your thigh. You just got drafted last, and now you're just fucking stabbing the fucking hamstring. She's just saying, you know what? Here's the fucking bright thing that she's doing. She's saying, I dig losers. So anyone watching this, she's not talking to you directly, but you're like... Hey, I'm a fucking loser. If she goes for that fucking shit. guy last, I'm last in life. Maybe she'll want me. I wonder if she's across the street right now at Radio City, if she's for real. She's in New and York, you she said. No. You're going to be with this fucking girl one night. You're like, oh, God, that fucking sex was amazing. You're heading back a couple days later. All you're thinking about when you're driving there. When you get there, that's when she's going to have something for you to do. Either fucking pick up a package, break into a house and get her shit out of it, <laughs> beat up an ex-boyfriend. I just got out of this really bad relationship. Right. Eh. My dad knows that's my car. Could you go over and get it for me? Look, I'm going to make a YouTube video about I'm it. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. 
Why? Why does that fucking work? She uses her craziness for evil. There should be fucking 12 steps for crazy pussy. Yeah, there's no real information about this, bro. The no, fuck, no one knows found. what she's fucking dealing from the bottom with. Yeah. <laughs> and what everything scam about her. Yeah. running? Everything about her is like, you're going to be with her, and two nights later, someone is going to fucking Jimmy Woods is going to show up at the house. Shit. You know what I'm saying? That's like her ex. That's the shit you're dealing James with now. James Woods, what are you doing here? He needs money. <laughs> what? You're a fucking big time actor. Cletus says, kill it before it lays eggs. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Philly Chris says, I hope Mr. Irrelevant is 360-pound hayseed with anger issues. Some of these people just write ridiculous stuff, though. Is it too late to try out for the team? The CFL is looking better and better. I don't know what it is about her. I wish I could fucking stop it. The total insanity in her eyes. Just fucking... Her love for the Big Sky Conference. <laughs> the, uh, the hair works in a big way. The lips work in a big way. It all just seems insane. Maybe it's like when you see like a wolf out there and it looks beautiful against the snow and everything. Are you saying you then... want to fuck a wolf? No, but Fez, then you're right it's disgusting. Is that why there's no, no Was other that you? Oh, God. Because you're no, do you suck a fucking big wolf lipstick tube? Like, oh, 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 oh dog. Oh, just fucking humping away. I don't suck wolves and coyotes. Why would you even have to say that? And who even brought up coyotes? That was you on your own. I'm not gonna Google image search dog dick. I refuse. We're looking at fucking crazy checks. And he's like, it's like seeing a wolf in the wild. Huh? It's like it's all hard and. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> See, you went and turned something fucking good into something really fucking crazy again. I think it was always crazy. I'm not sure if it was ever good. <laughs> it feels good for a little while. It feels like when you're telling her that you will protect her. When you're lying and saying, yes, you will always be there. Women make you fucking lie. You can't even help it. You can't fucking help it. I wish we could find like a website on this broader. Just see. it's really bizarre. I just came out. Someone found this thing, and now this is why it's like a hundred thousand hits or some shit. Of course, there's a hundred thousand hits. There's a hundred fucking thousand batches have been run to this. <laughs> now let me ask you something, X. Yes. I'm fucking talking to you man to man here. Okay. Handsome Johnny, if you want in this, you can. But when you lie to a woman, right? Okay. Are you really just lying to yourself at that moment that you're saying all those things? Do you want to believe it? Women in the past, sure, you got it. I know. It's, it's just really just for yourself, probably. But with your chick, you never do. Uh, no, I don't fuck I have a I feeling, don't, I ain't going to fuck that up. I'm, I have a feeling. No, I don't mean it that way. I'm not saying that kind of lie. I'm saying the lie of I'm going to be a better person. Oh, you do it I'm, for yourself. I'm going to really fucking, I'm going to turn this thing around. And like you see her looking hopeful. <sighs> But you know, it, I can change. I can change. Yes, you want to, but in the back of your mind, there's a part of you going, "Liar! You're a fucking <laughs> liar! Why you? Why have you drugged this person into your hell?" <laughs> Come on, it's a party in here. And see, that's why I think women think uh, that we lie to them. 
but really we just lie to ourselves because we wish we could tell you something that you'd want to hear. Because you can't just lay there and go like this. No, I'm going to stay fucked up. I've always been fucked up. Quite frankly, I can't begin to tell you how shallow I am. I'm selfish bastard. I barely even understand other people's feelings. <laughs> like when they hurt or cry, I just kind of look confused at them. Because I see that there's sadness, but it ain't mine. Is the word I'm looking for, is I'm a sociopath? So you can't blame a sociopath, can you? I guess not, because if that's their fucking thing, then, hey, you know, they can't feel. So you'd say, all right, I want you to feel good. <laughs> yeah. I want you to feel good. Yeah. So I'm going to hand you these words. And I want you to feel better. Feel better now? Enjoy these lies. Enjoy them. Jerry, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, there is a teacher of the 12-step crazy bitch program, and that's Anthony from the Opie and Anthony show. Well, anyone who has the opportunity obviously is going to do this in their life. That's what people don't understand. Anyone who says, I would never be with that crazy fucking bitch, it's because that opportunity didn't present themselves, or else they would. That's just, It's that simple. Get yourself a taste, boys. Most people, you know, don't get that chance to have a fucking woman as fucking batshit as that hanging over them. I mean, they're going to get a crazy fucking woman, but she's going to weigh 180 pounds more. That's when you see those women like, oh, uh, women. It's just the women that they get. That's what discusses them. Who needs them? Right. Then I have fucking Tommy Z bitching to me about women. I'm like, you never really met any women, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I mean that in a nice way. You haven't tried it all. You haven't seen all the flavors. Come on, Z, man. He can't, dude. But he's doing. He's worried about smoking. I hear that people are trying to stop people from doing that. Yeah, he's he's with a new cigar group. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. He should become like a lobbyist or something. He's kind of on the fucking brink of that now. <laughs> Why doesn't he work for like Philip Morris or some shit? Nobody wants that job anymore. <laughs> All right, has the supermodel moms just calmed down a little bit so we can go look at it? Yeah, we can we can go through this a little slower. All right, no, all right. Who was the first one we had? First one was Adriana Lima. I find it hard to believe that we'll ever do better than her. She's quite attractive, and she's a Brazilian. She's Brazilian, yes. All right, let's go into the second one. By the way, these are up on the iBank. Second is Alessandra Ambrosio, another Brazilian, and she's a Victoria's Secret girl. She has one kid with a jean designer salesman, Jamie Mazur. First of all, let me just say this. Jean design, I could fucking do. Just make it look like Wrangler. Boom. Done. <laughs> blue, it's blue and stitches on the side. How hard is it? No one has come up with a new kind of jean all these years, have they? Or is the he skinny, actually... I guess the skinny jean is the... Uh, but I guess it was just really tighter. tight jeans, yeah. right? Yeah. Go, go down a fucking size. That's a skinny jean. <laughs> 
And she was after three months after having her kid, she uh, she was on back on the Victoria's Secret runway. All right, let me get a good look. By the way, this jean designer is a billionaire. This fuck, you're gonna need a billion to get this. Yeah, this is like looking at a fucking yacht. Like one of those yachts that you can land a helicopter on. Oh, fuck. And it also has a sub. Yeah, you got to ball out. You got to fucking be able to take care of everything. I remember one time I was in a uh, in the village, and there was a girl walking down the street uh, with a dog. She was taking her dog for a walk. And she was actually in sweats, no makeup. And she was so beautiful... That the reason why I even saw her, I saw guys stopping all the way up. It was like seeing dominoes where people would stop. And she was so beautiful that it was freakish. It was right? just stopping people. She, yeah. fucking... Her beauty was like uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's height, where it was something like, what the fuck? Is that even real? I've seen that on TV, <laughs> but now I'm standing next to it. So it was like not even like beautiful, like a turn on. It was like beautiful, like staring into the sun, but the sun is only like five feet away. You fucking work of nature. And I saw as she passed this, it took about 15, 20 seconds for the street to return to normalcy. People, like, get people their were shit kind together. of fucked up, like they had just been fucking tased. Who was it? Any idea? No idea. Just, it was just some just ridiculous. It wasn't even a comfortable feeling. That's how beautiful she was. It was like a flu had just suddenly. No, this is her. Yeah, this is Alessandra Ambrosio. That's in, that's crazy. And I guess you'd be looking at her and thinking, "Well, I made a mil I've made a billion dollars. That's it. I made it big time." And that's her pregnant. That's her pregnant. Yeah. That's her pregnant and. She's her belly looks like a snake that has swallowed a fucking uh, a rat. <laughs> That's her right now, by the way. A billion dollars keeps you fucking well. That's her damn. That doesn't even her. look pregnant. No. It looks like a speed bump. Yeah. Right, what else we got here? These pictures are up on the iBang. It's the most beautiful we've ever done. Doutson Krauss, the Dutch supermodel, married to we love. Dutch DJ Sonnery James. I am suddenly James, and you will dance to my music. <laughs> dance! It's like the fucking guy from Eastbound, the Russian motherfucker. By the way, this girl, at one point, they asked if we wanted her to come in to do the show. Yeah. And we said yes. And then the booking didn't work out. Yeah, then, then they didn't come in. Remember that one supermodel we had in here? She was like a Sports Ir Illustrated. Irina, shit. She was like a Russian. She was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, yeah. Russian, yeah. She was actually too pretty to fucking sit in the same room with us. So. <laughs> too tall and too everything. And then she turned out to be like cool and fun. You're just like... I think she was dating Ronaldo or some shit. Yeah, right. All right, you have to be a billionaire or a soccer player. Right, that, carrying a purse. <laughs> Because the picture of them together, he had a bigger purse than her. What the fuck? It's getting hit again because we were talking about it. Okay. What else? Oh, we got to wait now. All right. We're not going to talk about this anymore. What do you guys just fucking wait until we bring it up? It's there for you at all times. It's the fucking internet. Uh, by the way, make sure you, you come into this Bobcat thing. This is sure to be a classic. This is going to be awesome. A little later on, we're going to play his movie trailer, um, God Bless America, which 
Fez actually said not only should the movie not come out, but he didn't think that the trailer should be released. Oh, Fez. Fez gets that way. He thinks that art is going to turn into death. No. Life. All right. By the way, I'm now told that the first one that we looked at was going to come in that day, and third, they were coming in together to promote something. Yeah. And then booking fell apart. Yeah, they're like Brazilian buddies. Laura was like, I didn't thank you, Monitor. So I got you a reality star from Survivor. He has a book out. By the way, we always know who's going to be voted off Trump because we get offered them for Mondays. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess in the morning they're supposed to be doing the Today Show or whatever, Monday mornings. And then when that's over, they come over here. It's almost on a weekly thing. Yeah, yeah. We will fucking it's like keep keep your mouth shut about this one. Mm. Don't say anything. Don't don't bring it up. <laughs> don't. You're gonna ruin it. The booking sheet should go out with a spoiler alert. Don't spoil everything. Bam bam bam. All right, this is some. I guess bad news. Oh, no. Uh, I am now called Popcorn Ronnie B. Still don't have it? Not on mine. Well, for two days now, we've been looking for it. So, um, the fact is, we've all picked different ones that we thought was going to be the big movie of the year. Yeah. Crazed picked The Hobbit. They showed The Hobbit... In uh, Vegas at that big movie con thing that they do there. I forget the name of it. The San Diego Comic Con? No. CinemaCon. CinemaCon. This is the one in Las Vegas. Uh, The Hobbit, they said, looked awful to the people who saw it. They're using some kind of, I don't know, there's more pictures. They said it came off too bright. And they said it looked like Sports Center. That's fucked. Now... Avengers, all we hear is good things. Batman, people were freaked out about Bane. And now hearing this about The Hobbit. This does not look good. Peter Jackson maybe shouldn't have gone back to the Lord of the Rings Hobbit well. It doesn't seem like he can do anything else, though, if we're going to be honest. King he Kong. Yeah. He did King Kong. Damn, blue. I didn't like it. Lovely yeah. Bones was crap. Yeah, that was awful. I actually laughed a couple of times during that fucking Lovely Bones. Like, inappropriately laughed. It was a joke. Except for a little girl was murdered. Uh, So, the thing is, he's using something different in the filming. It's 48 uh, frames per second, blah, blah, blah. But for whatever, it freaked people out and looked awful to them. That's fucking weird. They felt like they are watching videotape. Like, giant videotape. Wow, that's a huge fuck-up. What the fuck is he going to do? If he shot this thing in this new technology or whatever... That means best reshoots. Yeah, I don't know if you, they can reshoot because these things go in the hundreds of millions of dollars now. So you would, I, I don't think they could pull that off. All right, Will understands exactly what he's trying on this. Go ahead, Will. Hey, everybody. Um, yeah, I've been reading about this the last couple of days. They shot about 10 minutes of film. Um, and what it is, it's being shot at 48 frames per second instead of 24. So what it does is at 24, if you see movement, rapid movement on the screen, it's going to come out as a blur. Uh, at 48 frames per second, 
there's no blur. So you're seeing a really crystal clear. I've heard the same comparisons. Well, it looks like an old a soap opera video or right. something like that. I think we have to reserve judgment until we see, you know, Peter Jackson's not going to put out a piece of shit. But here's um, the thing, Will. Why would then do you show this? Give us time to reserve judgment. Don't go putting early clips out and getting bad reviews. I mean, I right. kind of blame him for that, for going, this isn't done yet. Well, all I've heard is complaints about how it looks. I haven't heard any complaints on the content. But I agree well, with you. Well, you know the content. If it looks like, yeah, yeah the content yeah. is fucking embarrassing. It's but fucking people, grown men pretending that they're dwarves or whatever the fuck they do. Hobbits and dwarves. People just aren't used to seeing that clarity. Again, until we see it, it's going to be hard to say. Um, the reason that we haven't done it at this point is the technology has always been there. Nobody wanted to put the money into it. The theaters didn't want to put the money into it. The studios didn't want to put the money into it. But now it's there, and most of these theaters have gone to digital production um, is where you're going to see it. I, I think you probably need to get... a. Uh, Get G-Baby on the phone and get his take on it. G-Baby think... says it's awesome. We know yeah. what G-Baby G -Baby says. G-Baby said he came so hard his fucking nuts went back up inside his body when he saw okay. the fucking footage. That can happen? No, he's, these are the metaphors he uses in the film biz. That's all metaphors. For liking something. Oh. It's just saying that you like something. He came so hard poop came out. That can happen. Why would you say what? that? It can't happen. No one ever comes shit. <laughs> why, do, why do I have to fucking make that statement? <laughs> <laughs> fucking embarrassed sometimes. <laughs> he was very excited to see this film. He's very excited to see every film. Yeah, he's loving it. He's loving just being there. He fucking sits in front of a movie like this. Yeah! Sir, please. We're trying, to, I'm trying to listen to the movie. Sir! Yeah! You're ruining this for yay, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop yay, it. Yeah, yeah. Can someone stop this guy? Movie! Movie! Right, I got, I, I'm going. He loves movies. Oh, yeah. He loves them so hard. That he comes and shit pops out. Because all the cum is gone because he's just shooting so much fucking liquid out of his body. Yeah! Oh, God! Coming shit! <laughs> all right, sir. <laughs> Don't know if that's possible. I went to one fucking movie with him and he was just beating on a drum the whole time. <laughs> oh, my. It's embarrassing. Fucking had a cowbell over his head. Just going crazy. How could he even pay attention to what's happening if he's fucking pounding on a drum? Every time he goes to a movie... He fucking pretend it's like Lindbergh landed. There's this fucking confetti he's throwing. <laughs> he just loves these things. He's making a spectacle of himself. He is. He can't help it. He loves movies so much. They're good. Movies are good, but some yeah, are, I know, some but are better than others. Don't shoot a Roman candle at the fucking screen. Ruins <laughs> for everyone. I don't know what's going on with Peter Jackson. I, you know, and it sounds like, and I want to be Popcorn Ronnie B in the summer of popcorn that I'm now calling this. But the the fact of the matter is, I can't watch these Hobbit films. 
I love the books, and I never. I only watched the Lord of the Rings movies once. I never really went back to them. And I don't know. You love them. Just say. You don't have to be I embarrassed. Love I love the books. But I will see The Hobbit. I'm not fucking lying there. I will see it. Come on. Thor and Oak and Shield. <laughs> I don't even know what any of that means. Smog. Is How's it going to be any different than Lord of the Rings? Because it's happens before. Did you watch the Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I feel like I'm going to be seeing it again. So why would I go see it? I fell asleep during the first one. All right, look. There's and a I fucking... couldn't fucking help it. It's and very then, long. Huh? It's yeah, very, it's very, very long, long and very stupid. And uh, they fucking bring up places that don't exist. Like, they're constantly saying that they're traveling. They're walking somewhere that I don't care if they ever get there. They're traveling to Mordor to throw the One Ring into Mount Doom. That's the only thing that could destroy it. Why don't they fucking invent shoes? If you can do all this magic, make some magic shoes for yourself. Fly there or something. They couldn't have because the Nazgul would have killed them. The Nasdaq was after them? Nazgul. John, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey there, Ronnie B. Yeah. Um, I, I guess that's Fezzy's last statement. I guess all we could say is, Fezzy, what does shit taste like? Don't even start on him. Damn, you're on Ronnie Fez. Fezzy, I'll start your day. I, I kind of got the same question. What would poop cum taste like? All right, that's enough of that. It's You can see he's trying, he's struggling with it today. Should I Google poop cum? No, don't. <laughs> and later he's going to say the... I thought you meant, I meant to, what I meant to say was, I didn't get a chance to say, Adam, you're on the Run of Fez show. Adam. Hey, it's me. Yeah, I guess. Um, hey, okay, so Peter Jackson, The Hobbit, whatever it's worth, you like the making of movies, right? How they make movies? Andy in Cleveland, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, right. Um, they've already announced that they're going to be releasing it now in almost four formats. 2D, 3D, 48 frames per second, and 24, because people are finding the 48 unsettling. Now, Andy, O&A asked if you were going to come by and see them, but I think just because they want to beat you up. I'm pretty sure, and here's the thing, Ronnie, uh, my wife unfortunately lost her job last week. So I am the uh, breadwinner. I actually don't. What really sucks is I don't know if I can get the afternoon. <laughs> Smart move, because they were going to beat you up. I, I love I loved to see the guys. I think it'll be a great time. It's going to be a whole lot of 40-year-olds acting like they're in the frat house again. Hey, but, uh, hey. What? Hey, hey. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there myself. All right, so, talk to you later, buddy. Talk to you Wow. <sighs> we're trying to get along with them. Stuff like that. Weird. Weird. The mice got no set. Uh, we got to. Uh... All right, hold on. Adam wants to say something to you. Adam, you're on Fez. Hey, buddies. Um, Hicks is always very cool. You know, I, I respect him. Hicks, you're cool, man. Uh, you always like the cool shit. But. And, uh, <laughs> you're with the program, but you like this fucking Lord of the Rings shit, and it's obvious. I, yeah, I, it's obvious. I, just, I can fucking bust out random you, facts about it. Fucking you don't like, like it. You love it. You love it. You're people. You love it because it's like looking in the mirror, you fucking hooked bastard. <laughs> the There's no centaurs in that fucking series. And I ain't a fucking centaur. Then why do you have to scream it like that? Because people keep fucking bringing it up. Oh, 
There's elves and there's dwarves and there's hobbits. There's dragons. There's Balrogs. Why don't you just fucking go with G Baby? The two of you. <laughs> All right. Yay! Do you have a tambourine, Yay! G Baby? A Vuzuzuela, whatever those things were that were so popular. A I Jesus. He fucking loves his movies. He loves them. And this Lord of the Rings is going to be the best ever. It's The Hobbit, not the Lord of the Rings. Isn't it the same thing, though? A lot of the same characters, but it happens beforehand. Mm -hmm. This is where we see Bilbo find the One Ring. Gollum's there, only for a little bit. And they travel. They go places. Yeah, they have to fucking Thanks travel. Forever. Look, do they get over mountains? Is it going to be another trilogy? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, apparently it's in two movies. I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't it's know what the, the fuck only two doing. movie trilogy in history. <laughs> <laughs> the third one, you can just fucking imagine what's going to happen. Don't worry about it. Well, they're using the guy from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, that's I cool. love that guy. Yeah, he's great. From the original of Office, yeah. Tim. I don't know why they had to change it from Tim to Jim. Why not just keep him fucking Tim? Tim Halpert. What's Tim is stupid. Jim is so much fun. <laughs> this is so much more American. I don't think they really be able to fucking identify with someone named Tim. I saw the trailer for the new Pam movie. And it just looks like Pam is in with fucking making out with another dude. Oh. She's just playing Pam there. Yeah, I think she's she's... Typecast as Pam. She's not typecast. She's <laughs> she's, she's fucking Pam. Pam. Why aren't you drawing? Whatever happened to that career, I huh? No, she acted like it was the most important thing in the world. I know, now, now she's just some fucking sales. <laughs> well, Stupid well, well. House. Look who it is—the cheering reviewer, G Baby. Yeah, I like the impression, Ron. Thank you. I appreciate that. Was it uh, too dead on? Yeah, it was a little creepy. Uh, Jane was here, and she's like, "Do they have audio of you?" And I'm like, "I guess so." <laughs> Wow, you but, flew uh, her out with you now. What? No, actually, I'm not here. I'm, I'm in Vegas, but I'm not in Vegas for CinemaCon. It just was a happy coincidence. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm here for, like, just celebrating my birthday. That was earlier this week. Yeah, I know. Did you get my card? Uh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Sure. Um, but uh, nice. the, the, the guy who called in, actually, uh, was actually pretty dead on about the Hobbit stuff, though. Um, I didn't see it, so I can't say the personal experience when my boss did. And like she said, it shot 48 frames, so it's just, like, it looks more like reality. It almost looks like you're watching reality because, and actually, James Cameron wants to shoot um, Avatar sequels and need a 48 or 72 frames to make it look even more, more weird, more real. Yeah, but uh, apparently, what it does, it really, uh, you know, makes 3D look a lot clearer. Um, and yeah, I think it's just off-putting. It's like I know sometimes people put on the TV and it just looks like you know, like like you can reach in and grab it, and it's just kind of awkward and. I don't know. I think I think, uh, and people have to uh, fix all their projectors too. So I don't think everywhere is going to be able to show it in 48p. Only certain places are going to be able to have the technology when the Hobbit comes out. But gee, baby, if they just fucking made entertaining stories, they wouldn't need to do all this shit. Not if they just would have a good story, we've always been fine with that. Yeah, but but technology's always moving forward. You know, black and white to color, silence. I don't. I didn't even need that. I would be fine if it was still black and white. If the stories were good, it never was like, oh, color's better for me. It's more real. I don't want real. I want to be in a movie. And first of all, how could you be more real if you've got the Hobbit and whatever that shit James Cameron does, the Lizard Army of of a different planet? 
I think they just want to be these guys who get put in the history books as the people who advance technology more. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's sort of, they think that this is where it's going to go in the future, just because eventually, you know, film is going away. It's very close to being gone. They think eventually all these cameras, I mean, I'm, I'm sure in 10 years on my iPhone be able to shoot in 72 frames per second or whatever, and all the movies are going to look like that. So I think they just want to be the guys, and they want to have the first one put their stamp on it. Uh, just sounds worse to me. Hey, uh, you're still all high and mighty on this Avengers movie, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see it again when it comes out, especially because uh, they, uh, they apparently, you probably read this, you might have mentioned it on the show, they, uh, they shot an additional scene like no. two weeks ago. Um, so we don't know exactly what that was or if it was important or if it was just something stupid, but that's just sort of a, a cool thing for fans. Did it seem like there was a big hole in the plot somewhere? No, not at all. It, I mean, and it even has one of the, I, I mean, I emailed you guys about it, just the big spoiler in the credits, so it already even oh, yeah. has that. So I don't know what it could be. Um, it could be like a little tag at the end. It could be, you know, they, they missed a shot or something. But, it, I mean, the movie is it's so much fun. Marvel's I mean, on you, top you, of the world right now. They remind me where Pixar was a few years ago. Yeah. Like, just things, shit just seems to be working for them. Pixar fucking, I think they're fucked now. I think you think stars, after one yeah. bad movie? Well, I think this movie's gonna be really important. This uh, movie was like about the redhead girl, or what a brave, yeah, I think brave. it's called. Uh, yeah. If this thing doesn't do well, I think that they're seriously gonna. They might fucking feel a little heat. Well, they <laughs> have. Time ever. I think the movie's going to do well. I saw the first thirty minutes of it. That's all they would show us, uh, and it looks. It has that same like uh, Pixar feel. And then next year they have Monsters University, which is a new. You know, it's a Monsters Inc. prequel. So that's automatically going to do a lot of money. And then they have a dinosaur movie coming out. How can that not make money? And then it gets a little more uh, crazy again in like 2014, 2015. But I mean, they make, it takes them like eight, nine years to make these movies. So they really work it and work it and work it, you know? And then South Park can make theirs in a week. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it looks Very good. True. Oh, by the way, uh, and also, uh, you, The Hobbit couldn't come out until December, so uh-huh. it can't be like the big... Popcorn movie. I don't think. I don't think it'd be considered that. Well, Christmas movies can be popcorns now. They can. They can be, but when you're talking about, you know, it's just it's so far off at this point. I, I don't think it, you can put it in the same boat with Avengers and Dark Knight. Well, we'll have to wait. I mean, if it makes more, you know, it's a giant franchise film. They used to do That's the true. Harry Potters around the holidays. Yeah, this is true. Magical. Fez is all over you on this shit, isn't he, G baby? You ain't got me. You, got you, weren't ready. you weren't ready for the fucking Harry Potter fucking shit he just laid on you. You put that comeback in your well, dick. Happy... <laughs> Stop it with that. Hey, happy birthday to you, pal. All right, thank you. Uh, when are you coming back, Beast? Uh, no plans as of yet, but, you know, next couple months. All right, buddy. Well, you know, when the popcorns come out, stay in touch with us, all right? You can listen and uh, read him over at Slash Film on the internets. And he answers every single comment, so yeah. just feel free to comment. Yeah, exactly. I'll be seeing Men in Black 3 next week, so uh, You're looking forward to that? to say anything. Not particularly, but I hope it's good, as usual. I like movies, as you heard earlier on the yeah, show. Yeah, you do. You and love them. I do. All right. And if I'm allowed to say anything, I will call in, but I'll definitely be in touch. Thank you. All right, brother. Take care of yourself. Later. What's G, baby? Why didn't they ever make a Wild Wild West 2? Because that could have been another fucking good franchise. That was steampunking. That was steampunk before fucking people even realized what steampunk was. I realized. I actually yelled out in the theater, this is the birth of steampunk. 
<laughs> we are looking at the birth of steampunk. Were people just like fucking like really confused and like? No, they started cheering with me. Oh shit! We got a big steampunk, steampunk, <laughs> steampunk. Yeah, everything's powered Fetish, by steam. You really are not going to go to the Avengers with us. I am not going to see the Avengers. This is going to be the greatest popcorn movie of all time, and you are still not going out of your own spite. You've cut your fucking nose off to spite your face. I had to make a stand in my own life here. No Riddler in the new Batman movie. No movies for Fez Watley. But you were going to like do a site on this, and you were going to put up YouTubes. You were going to get people to fucking... Sign petitions and threatening letters. Right now, it's just one old lady bitching on her own, and no one cares. I'll take his seat. Oh, oh shit. fuck! Oh, I never expected the handsome Johnny to come at you like fucking that. Tube steaks, a baby. After your big fucking win over G, baby, now here comes handsome Johnny stealing the belt. Fucking tube steaks wants to get in on the viewing party, <laughs> and he don't give a fuck. All right, this just got fucking. Uh, Written to us. Let me say it. Let me make sure I got it. Fez, end this bit. Just get caught. It's not entertaining. It's not fun. It's just redundant where you say the same thing over and over. Make this one of the bits that you end. No, I'm sticking with this. I am not going to go see that Dark Knight. And it's not going to be the big movie of the year either. Well, it's not the only movie that you're not seeing. That's the fucking point of this. Break it with Battleship. I'm ready for Battleship. I can't fucking wait. Rihanna, baby. I'm going to be going like this. Rihanna. Uh, John, you're on Fez. Fight those aliens. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, I had an unusual concert moment last night. I went and saw, got some free tickets to see Van Halen. Why do you have to mention that they were free? Why can't you say you went and saw Van Halen? Okay, well, I was lucky. It was cool. But anyway... Um, Right before uh, they're going to play Ice Cream Man, old Diamond Dave's up there with his guitar, and they start playing a video and uh, of him being a sheep herder and talking about how he's trained his dog to be a sheep herder. And I thought that was, for one, kind of interesting. I'd never think he would ever be a sheep herder. I know he drove an ambulance and all that stuff, but I thought he might. No one can understand what goes on in that old queen's mind. It's just fucking impossible these days. Uh, now, uh, a friend of mine has a child. child about six years old. Okay. I'm going to keep this as loosey-goosey as I can. <laughs> and likes to take him to the classic rock shows because he likes the classic rock and he's taking guitar lessons. Yeah. So they go to see Van Halen. And they'd already been to some other shows. So when, you know, and it was always cool. But as soon as Van Halen came on, they said, like it was 1979, people lit up all around them. So all they smell, right, is, the herb? is skunk. Oh, boy. Now, whatever. She's like, oh, this is weird. But he's young. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. She says, about halfway to the show, she looks over at him, oh, and no. he's got a dazed and confused thing <laughs> going on. And then after the show, he ate an enormous amount of Mexican food. <laughs> but I think, see, I said this. I said, it probably wasn't as much pot as you think because you're not used to how bad 
fucking pot stinks now. If you're an old school pot smoker, pot now is just fucking heavy in the air when you light it up. Uh, fucking two, three days ago, this guy came in. They wasn't smoking it. They just had it on them, and it stunk up the hallway. They were smoking it. You think? Uh, they had to be. Nothing uh, fucking smells that fucking uh, heavy. I've been in rooms with lit. fucking... Yeah, I don't think they were smoking it. We're, Are you fucking kidding me? I've been in rooms with bud that stunk up the entire room. And if they had, like, a large amount of fucking bud on them, they, it they could have had fucking bad. shit in their pockets, and it wouldn't have stunk as bad as the art hall did. They might have had, like, a half pound and fucking just a backpack on them or something. Because those guys roll with a bunch of fucking weed. Like, they don't fucking and want to we be prepared. Don't. Listen, I'll fucking get whatever we need to fucking... Like that. Now, here's a fucking question for you, Hicks. Okay. Suppose you were at the Van Halen show. Yeah. I don't know. Free tickets like the last guy. All right, cool, yeah. And you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to see Eddie Van Halen. I've never seen him before. Yeah. I'm going to see what life brings me. Yeah. You had some herb to smoke. Uh-huh. But you look around, and you're in a family or section. Would you not light up? I'd light up. You'd light up anyway. I'd, light. I'd just try to keep it on Handsome the Handsome Johnny? Yeah, I'd light up. Oh, Johnny, two sticks gets fucked no, up. No, I wouldn't light up. Well, that's because you're not a pot smoker. But if you were, would you? No, no. if I saw, like, a bunch of kids around me, I wouldn't do that in front of them. I mean, I wouldn't, like, blow it in his face and, like, taunt him. Just, just do it discreetly or something. I'll tell you this, yeah. and I'm not fucking making it up. I smoke fucking angel dust at a Flyers game. So I don't give a shit where I am. <laughs> that's my fucking thing. Fuck. Getting dusted at a hockey game. <laughs> Way dusted, too. We got fucking knick-knacked. Jesus. But anyway, the fucking point is, does a kid really belong at a fucking show? It's not a family thing. I mean, when you, if you would have seen uh, Van Halen in 79, nobody was bringing a fucking child to that show. I've had problems with, like, when I've been at fish festivals and shit, I see people walking around like they're babies and they're real small children. I am always get weirded out, and I'm thinking... That kid has no place being here. You know, this woman's walking by some dude saying, like, ecstasy, fucking right. Eddie's. But people fucking take their kids to the bars to eat food. Like, there's a lot of places that you go and eat that are really more bar than they are restaurant. Yeah. Just happens to serve They just food. have some good food there. <laughs> they got some good grub. But, I like, most of the great pizza places I've ever been to were bars first. It's fucking, it's a thin line. I mean, you know, you got to be cool with your kid and just know, that, you know, be able to talk to them saying, all right, these people are getting fucked right, up. Right, but you got to be, you have to say to yourself, that's up to, for that family to adapt, not the people around them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't see why handsome Johnny has got to fuck up with that fucking, what he considers his concert buzz. And this guy, he knows peak song where he wants to be. He goes fourth fucking song into the headliner. I'm right where I need to be. That's it. I'm fucking high. And then he glides that thing right down through the encore, and then he's able to drive home. It's a science with this motherfucker. I wish I had that kind of discipline. You and Rob Cross ever get high? No. You could you could tell us. I know he does. No one likes music as much as him without enjoying herb. Fucking lighting up a fatty. He always says to me, he goes, like, it's time to put on my headphones. <laughs> fucking hits that joint. <laughs> He calls it his magic headphones. He's got a spoof in his fucking office. He's just like, hope fucking Blair doesn't smell his... Uh, James, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, would you take your kid to Hooters? I'd take my kid to a teddy bar. What's the fucking big deal? <laughs> uh, yeah, I got no problem taking kids. Yeah, Hooters is tame. Yeah. What the fuck is yeah, People getting fucked up, eating some food. Uh, Chris, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie. So, this is 
similar thing happened to me as a kid. Remember back in the late 70s, 80s, people used to just light up at the Flyers game or at the uh, Phillies game. Like always. Yeah. I was eight years old. Me and my buddy were there with his brother, older brother, and we were high. We were. I just remember cracking up and having a great old time. Yeah. Was, we, was, we did. We used to get high watching ball games back then. But now, now you can't even light up a cigarette without people getting offended. The last time I smoked at a Yankee game, it was, I don't know, like fucking eight years ago or some shit. And that was because I was sitting literally in the last row right. in the upper fucking deck. And my back was against the fucking wall of the stadium. And that was nice, though, because I was smoking pretty freely. No one was really busting my balls. Greg, you're on the run of Fed's show. Hey, Ronnie B., what's happening? Hey. I uh, I was at the Tom Petty concert in Philly at the Wells, I think it was the Wachovia Center at the time. Me and my girlfriend had a few uh, J's rolled up in the parking lot that we brought inside. And uh, we were sitting, we were about to light it up, and then a family with his father and his two little kids came and sat right next to us. And I just couldn't bring myself to light it up, man. Mm. That's, that's your call. Everybody's got their own call to make. Jim, you're on my face. Yeah, hey, um, my first concert experience was with my mom's boyfriend in Ann Arbor, Michigan. He smoked weed all the way there. I was just a kid. <laughs> Uh, my mom couldn't go, so he took me. It was uh, Dizzy Gillespie. It's interesting you're bringing this up because Sunday next week, I'm debating on taking my 15-year-old son up to Detroit to see Rammstein. And uh, I don't know. He's he's cool. So See, uh, here's the way I see it. If he's 15, you should be dropping him off around fucking Stein. You don't fucking go in with him. Let the fucking kid have a little something for himself. Yeah. You know, hang drop on, him and his buddies off. Hang on with his dogs. Remind him of the family whistle. Give him some cash. So, Fez, you would not light it up. No, no. Out of because of the family. Uh, yeah, specifically because of the kids, yep. Because they shouldn't see such things. Now, would you kiss your boyfriend in front of him? Yes, I would. See, a lot of people would find that offensive. They would freak out. Yeah, a lot of people would be. Offended by it. Look, the people might not want to see that. The fucking first time when I was a kid, I ever saw like over the top gays was at a Bowie show. Oh, like, yeah, well, I like this is like fucking gays in magazines, not like fucking gays <laughs> that I saw before. This is like fucking gays that look like they're ready to perform. Whoa. I don't even know if you ever even see those kind of gays anymore, like fucking hip gays. You know what I mean? Maybe some parts. I don't know. I, I wouldn't know. I Maybe against Chelsea? I or I don't think that the hip fucking plays. I think it's more of a glee thing now. You know? Wow. I think if it's a Betty White glee thing. But I am old enough to remember when fucking gay guys used to be cool. Really fucking cool. Now they just abandon it. Look who it is. It's Hard Rock Johnny. Oh, shit. Hello, Hello boys. Yeah. I was uh, Springsteen a couple weeks ago. People were blazing all over the place. It was insane. I, I was actually kind of amazed at how much pot smoking there was going on. Uh-oh, ambulance, sorry. There's uh, how much pot smoking there was going on at a Springsteen show. I was. Uh, it's like it's come back full circle, isn't it? Yeah, it was weird. Because and it had my- kind of stopped for a while because you can get you know heavily fined in a theater. Yeah. Uh, but the last few times I was even at the Beacon, which is much easier to fucking get, you know, nabbed somewhere, people are just fucking lighting up. Don't you remember the story that was in the paper, too, the uh, the whole thing with the Lion King, where it's right next it, the wall of the Best Buy Theater in Times Square backs to the Lion King, and when 
I don't know if it was like Phil Lesh or it was like one of those like variants of the the Grateful Dead. They did like a six night run, and people were complaining because the Lion King was just filling up with pot smoke. So here's all these families going to see the Lion King, and the the weed was drifting over into the Lion King, which I think would be kind of enjoyable to be still. I would rather if I had the fucking be there for the Circle of Life. Kuna <laughs> Matata, motherfucker. And do what my fucking friend does: just take his kid to get Mexican food after. <laughs> it makes the most you know, sense. Part of the Circle of Life. It is it's tacos, dog. And the, the first time I smoked weed at a concert, I was smoking with these guys. I was at a KISS concert, and I was in high school. And these guys in front of us lit up a joint. They're passing it around. And after the second pass around, the guy goes, oh, by the way, these are dusted. I was like, oh, great. One of my first pot smoking experiences in public, and I'm smoking dusted bones. I what? kept on going, though, and enjoyed it. Yeah, what are you going to do? Now you got to fucking ride it out. Yeah, you're right. It's your fucking noggin. That's your fucking deal. Just fucking yeah. ride that snake. Don't fucking fun. fight I it. Was, I was young enough to be able to kind of grab onto it and enjoy it. I was 17. I mean, I drove home afterwards and I got lost in my own town, but whatever. Sure, I got it happens. It you get that fucking feeling like you're sucking on steel. Like, uh-oh, <laughs> I think my fucking tongue is steel now. Everything tastes rusty. Uh, good old days. I don't think I can get away with that nowadays. <laughs> no one, no adult can get away with smoking knick-knack. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an adult smoking dust, there's some fucked up shit going on. I fucking thought I was the Tin Man one night. I was just fucking standing there. Oh, can Couldn't fucking move everything. Had locked on me. <laughs> fucking Nazi dope. Straight fucking Nazi dope. <laughs> what are you going to do, though? Um, can't do anything once it happens. You learn. Yeah. You live and learn, I like to say. <laughs> yes. Live and learn. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Johnny. All right, boys. See ya. See you in a little bit. See at the pizza party. Pizza party. Uh, all right, we do got a break. We yeah. haven't broke yet today. Two We've hours. kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's two hours. <laughs> two hours of straight entertainment for you people. That's not enough. I don't know what to give you. Appreciate it. Um, you're welcome. I'll just say that. Uh, we get back. We got to talk about this YouTube thing that went up. Hicks loves this more than anything else <laughs> today about some dudes in prison. <laughs> Showing off their dope and showing off their junk food. It has to be fucking seen. It's great. And they just said that prison is better. It's up on the iBang right now if you want to see it. It's actually, unless you're some kind of law and order head, which I don't blame you for being mad at it, but it's really <laughs> funny unless you're like, I want people to fucking suffer in prison, and then you have every right to be mad. But you will feel some emotion. You gotta watch it. It's a must watch. It's up. Uh, inmate brags on YouTube about how great jail is. It's a very fucking funny or infuriating <laughs> video. We got that. Also, make sure you get your tickets in for Bobcat Goldthwait. This is going to be a classic. Unmasked. We're doing on awesome. Tuesday. Join Fez tonight on the iBang. The live draft goes down. Back in just a couple minutes. Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez. I'm sorry, Tommy gets a little loaded. He doesn't mean any disrespect. You don't mean any no. disrespect, Not Henry. Are you nuts? Billy, Billy, breaks around the house. Got your hair perm. You got your red dress on. Screaming that second gear was such a turn on. And the fog forming on my window tells me that the morning's here and you'll be gone before too long. 
tricks Damn, I shouldn't start that talk But life is one big question when you're staring at the clock And the answer's always waiting at the liquor store 40 ounces to freedom, so I take that walk And I know that Show. Uh, we're definitely going to get into that uh, videotape of the guys in prison bragging and having fun and partying, but there's also another piece up on here that I guess has something to do with what we started the show with today. A little girl in Tennessee sent home because her prom dress looked too close to the General Lee. Now she... Uh, was all dialed up for prom. Were you a prom kid at all? Uh, no, I didn't go. It was too expensive. I couldn't. My parents couldn't afford it. But it was like three hundred and fifty bucks for a ticket or some shit. So I just hit up all the parties afterwards and just got really fucked up. Three hundred fifty bucks for the tickets? Yeah, for the tickets. What were you Rainbow Room? I have. I can't. Remember. I don't go to parties now. They cost three fifty to get in. <laughs> I don't get it. I went to a very exclusive well, high school. Sinatra singing. What the fuck <laughs> went on here? <laughs> Um, all I, I heard was a lot of people couldn't get in because they were already drunk. We got kicked out of prom for looking like General Lee. Uh, so the dress was not considered prom worthy. Now, the little girl was surprised uh, because she said everybody at the prom loved her prom dress, including uh, blacks and whites. They all thought she was rocking it. Bringing it, and of course, this was Tennessee, GVAC's home state. Um, I don't see. By the way, her name is Texana. Texana, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking funny. Hanks, uh, you got any problem with her Confederate flag dress, which is really only the one stripe? It looks like. I think she's fine with this. I mean, she fucking she didn't get any beefs over it. Fuck it. Boy, they're being rough on her on the iBang, and it has nothing to do with the dress. Oh. This is about what she's packing it in. <laughs> what about you, Fez? I'm not a fan of this. I would have sent her home to change. 
What's the problem with the dress? It's a it's the Confederate flag. It's a symbol of well, slavery. But let's be honest here. It's not the Confederate flag. It may be somewhat based on the Confederate flag, uh, but it's not the Confederate flag. Well, that's that's what and she was going for. It's well, but whatever. Does this mean that this star can't be worn anymore? I mean, at best, uh, you could say she's a Leonard Skinner fan too. You know. Uh, or a NASCAR fan, or whatever it happens to be. I think that we get a little too carried away with making a bigger deal. L let me put it this way. If she would have wore the dress, right? Uh, nobody was complaining. Mm -hmm. She goes home. It doesn't make the paper then, and doesn't become this big deal. That's the part that always gets to me. Now suddenly you and your little shitty school in Tennessee are this big goddamn deal because you couldn't handle shit in-house. <laughs> what a fucking train wreck. Whatever. This It's just a fucking red dress with a fucking blue stripe. It's just a thick girl rocking a fucking dress. She's not going to look good no matter what she put on. She's not one of the supermodel moms. She's just a regular thick girl. This 17-year-old girl. Doing her fucking scene. And she has pride. It's like wearing a clan outfit. Oh, God. You're just saying that to be that guy. You know you are. Because when I first met you, you were a big fucking fan of uh, Charlie Daniels. Oh, Fez. You were down with the fuck. And actually, even not that many years ago, you went to a Charlie Daniels uh, show. And by that, I mean he performed for free in, at the fucking county fair Fez was at. So Fez and his data that day. What was his name? Uh, Jafter. Jafter. Does anybody remember Jafter? Uh, they saw Charlie Daniels, and you didn't start yelling out when he was singing that song about the South going to rise again. You're the Klan. No, but it's. What if I put this in live read form? Could you spit it? What What is the problem with the dress itself? The fact that you think it's based on the Confederacy? Yes, that it's based on the fl uh, of a symbol of oppression. Just a dress. I don't think this young lady's oppressing every anyone. I don't think anybody gives a shit. She just wants to go to prom, get a drink on, maybe blow this guy she's with. I don't know. Uh, Tony, you're on, that's really, I can't say this about underage people. It's disgusting. <laughs> I'm just saying Tony, you're on the Run of Fez show. How's it going today, guys? Yeah. Hey, uh, Fez, not trying to start a fight with you, but, um, the Confederate flag is not a sign of, uh, slavery. What flag flew over the southern states before the Civil War? What, uh, I guess whatever empire was there, whether well, it's Britain or Spain. It was the United States Empire. The same, the same flag you put over your hand over your heart and, you know, say your pledge to everything. Did you think that they were a foreign country before the Civil War? Well, I wasn't sure. You didn't know that the United States, that they broke away from the United States. No, I was just, I was thinking something else. They, what he's saying is all those years, a lot more years under slavery was the United States flag than the short period that there was a Confederate flag. If you want to look at a flag that uh, was okay with slavery, you have one flying up before every fucking football game. That happened for a long time. But this was the flag that wanted to keep it going. Right, which they got, what, an extra four years uh, when you had 90. Um...
Let's go over to Howard. You're on running Fez. Yeah, Fez, I just want to ask a question. How long is this white guilt shit going to last? That, I'm 52 years old. I ain't never owned a damn slave. I don't ever know a person who's been a slave. And the goddamn white people are still kissing ass over something that happened all uh, them years ago. Howard let, me, Howard, let me handle him, and I want you to get back in the little Abner cartoon and just be yourself. Uh, I think Fez is just doing a gimmick here. Um, I know that for a fact. All right, let's move on to this other fucking uh, piece that we've got. Uh, this one, if you like people in jail enjoying themselves, if you're like, I want people in jail to have fun, then you want to go over and check this one out. This is going to be great. Uh, what's it uh, loaded up under on the iBank? Inmate brags on YouTube about how great jail is. Hmm. Some of y'all ever saw in the little preview of these all these um, uh, scrumptious items that we get that we eat on a daily basis. Through Facebook, this inmate <laughs> proudly shows off how he's living a better life on the inside of prison than most of us are on the outside. He's consistently posting using his illegal cell phone from behind bars, and that's not all he's doing. Yeah, I'm getting a little big because I'm eating because I'm eating good. He shows us this huge stash of food he and his prison buddies are hoarding. You no, know, we having so much around here like we got a food stamp card in these. Yeah. We eat around here, man. All type of soap. Yeah. Man, we eat around here. He says they need a lot of food because of all the marijuana they smoke in prison. <laughs> Fallout from the pot party behind bars video posted online by an inmate at the Shelby County Penal Farm. News Channel 3 broke the story. Now the county mayor is taking action. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Claudia Barr. And I'm Wayne Carter. Richard is off tonight. I will say News this. Channel 3. Now, so many times people will tell me, Oh, they've got carpeting in prison. They've got cable. They live better than I do. They got, I'm like, dude, no one likes to be in prison. And then you see a fucking thing like this, and it just annoys the shit out of you. It's hysterical. They got fucking cell phones. Fucking, they have <laughs> iPhones, basically. They have hordes of quench-thirsting fucking... <laughs> Dr. Why Pepper? do they keep it all in a big pile, too? <laughs> and they're just bragging about it. They all look like ballers. It's like, look all this shit I got. <laughs> yes, look at this. I got bugles over here. There's a fucking freedom. Got bugles, tasty cake. It is fucking uh, hysterical. All types of soaps. It's hysterical. Goddamn, it's great. But you know if you're a Law & Order guy, this is exactly the shit. That pisses you off. This, I, I can see this driving certain people totally fucking insane. Got all types of soaps. <laughs> you know, Look at this. You know, clean shit. You know, my, when I used to go over to my grandmother's house, when I was, and she'd been retired, but I was younger, she would always make me go over. She had this, like, big, deep freezer and look inside of it with her. She's like, Look at this. Steaks. Poor chops. She would always want to show an awful <laughs> show off the meat to me. And... It happened since I was like a little kid till I grew up. I'd be like, yeah, you got to like, she would pull stuff like, look at this. Look uh, how much food I have. Right, that's a good amount. Like, and that's what these fuckers are doing. It's so fucking Now, funny. what dope did they show off that they had? Looks like it's, it's they're just showing off fucking bags of weed. Just there. weed? There's no fucking powders? I don't think so. It looks like a bag of, it just looks like a bag of just fucking green fucking weed. It's hysterical. And they just, they just all, and now they're just smoking a big fat joint. <laughs> Just getting high as fuck. Yeah.
But how could he get access to a phone and all this contraband? He went straight to Shelby County Mayor Mark Lottrell looking for answers. Our internal security group at the correction center has been... He's fucking corrupt. They're fucking feeding these guys cell phones and yeah. goddamn candy. Lottrell says they confiscated the load of contraband oh. that included a cell phone and cigarettes, but found no drugs. Good. He says they'll continue investigating what was seen in the videos. I've asked uh, Harvey Kennedy, my chief administrative officer, to... Why are you so gleeful? It's hysterical. <laughs> the guy's just this, like, 20 dudes, all this fucking camera shot, you just hold up the fucking weed. Yeah, that's what I got. Going on while filming these videos. up signs. This is so funny. Where were the prison guards? Well, we have to investigate and see if staff were being as vigilant as they should have been. It appears that they were not. Uh, when you look at the, the rankest behavior, Behavior of, of several of the inmates. Uh, the question that runs through my mind is where, where are staff? As for the inmate Martez Wright, who's serving time for aggravated robbery, he was arrested and charged with having contraband. He was moved into a separate housing unit Thursday afternoon. Oh, he got no fucking sandwiches, <laughs> no fucking Doritos. And we take very swift action. They were bragging that they had so much food because of all the marijuana they smoked. It looked like he was holding up a bag of Cool Ranch. <laughs> this is one ranch I don't think is so cool. Oh, this is so fucking funny, man. There's got to be more of these videos. I can't believe. Why would you upload this to World Star? I'm glad they did because we got to see it. Yeah. Well, why would you fucking upload the World Star Hip Hop? They've gone from junk food junkies to actual junkies. <laughs> These are some prisoners that are having better times than a deadhead at a Wawa's. What a bunch of fucking maniacs. Um... Check it out. We got it. Look at it. Check this shit out. And you're just sitting there with all these thick motherfuckers. Everybody's smoking herb. I don't even want to smoke weed there. It'd be like the last place. It's fucking... Well, they treat it like a fucking party. It's They're going to get high. Yeah, a party you can't leave, though. <laughs> want to get really high? You need a bunch of Doritos today. Right. That's what I'm going to do. Twitter just claimed that you said quench thirsting. <laughs> probably. I probably said that. You said quench thirsting beverages. I missed it. I want to fucking us to catch this kind of shit. Uh, James, you're on the Run and Fetish show. What kind of shitty life does this newscaster have that, that she thinks that these guys with their quest-threnching uh, beverages <laughs> are, uh, are living a better life than she has? They are living a better life than this well-dressed reporter. <laughs> They're certainly living the high life. I'm sure they'd go ape shit if they saw my beautiful vagina lips. You want some of this, white ass fellas, huh? Well, you're not gonna get it. Um, <laughs> Mike, in Canada, you're now on the Ron and Fez show. Thank you, Ron. You know, it's hard to believe that these guys can be so fucking stupid to blow up the spot of every other inmate because you can imagine the fucking heat that's gonna come down from the from the guards and shit, like, there's going to be so much of a fucking Python, you know, right. lockdown. They're going to lose all their shit that they had going for them. Right, like, but the these are the same same motherfuckers for getting in trouble, because as soon as they robbed the bank, they fucking bought a mink coat and fell asleep in the getaway car. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, th th 
you don't run into brilliant criminals outside of a movie. That's probably the best public service they could have done because any kid that thought there was any street cred or any kind of cool at all to being institutionalized, all they have to do is look at these fucking morons and think, you know, but it's just like a bunch of fucking 17-year-olds at a, at a party putting themselves on YouTube getting high. It's the same fucking retarded mentality. It's hard to believe, you know, that they do that shit, but yeah, I guess... Let me just tell them. you right now, all the fucking young hip-hop kids would worship. Look at fucking Hicks has fallen the fuck out that this takes place. They find... The younger you are, the more funny you think stupid is. <laughs> this is great. I really enjoy these guys. Anyone 10 years younger than fucking Hicks is laying down. Because the only thing dumber than a fucking criminal is a teenager. <laughs> Rob, you're on running Fez. Yeah, do you think the cops or the DEA would actually be smart enough to be the ones running World Star Hip Hop? I don't know who's running it. I wish I was. And I've running. never actually been there. I only know the the links that fucking Hicks brings back himself. <laughs> and they're normally it just makes their life a lot easier. Though. Yeah, the only yeah, links that I see are criminal activity. I mean, we that fucking attack that we saw that day was ferocious. Oh, Fez couldn't even stop talking about it after the show. That's one reporter who kept the gimmick going. Believe me, for once in my life, my nipples are not hard. <laughs> who wants to play with my clit? This reporter is ready to put a dog whistle into her vagina and bring a St. Bernard in for a snack. Sometimes I wish I could just be locked into a prison. <laughs> Endlessly fucked and slept and treated like the whore I apparently believe myself to be. Daddy didn't love me. Perhaps these black inmates will. Can Back I, to you. Can I suck your dick for some Cool Ranch Doritos? Please. As I approach 40, I still can't get behind a desk and find myself still in the field. <laughs> I hope this guy gets out soon. He'll never get out. Probably. If he gets out, he's right back in. Probably. Talk about a fucking revolving fucking door. I mean, seems like in there. I wish he would get out and marry the General Lee girl. <laughs> I wish that all the fucking people would get together. <laughs> Everyone on today's IV wire somehow <laughs> run into each other. In IB wire heaven. <laughs> Including this reporter. I don't know. These fucking dudes, the imbecile fucking nature that they have to be a fucking criminal. It's nothing, nothing like the movies. Christ, no. It's just, it's just sloppy and reckless, and who gives a fuck? You're never going to run into a Heinz Gruber in real life. You're going to have fucking three guys who got high and went through the top fucking window. Yeah, I guess, yeah, there's not really some, like, mastermind dude, right, that has, like, a fucking henchman. No one has no. henchmen. No one has a henchman, because when they do, the henchman ends up killing them. Yeah. Because they can't trust each other. And no one trusts another dude enough to look out for them when they're fucking committing mad crimes. Here's our buddy, the Candyman. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, I want to know, is this where it's like uh, in the back office when I send uh, you guys a package? 
I've never been to the office. I'm not smoking weed at work, Candyman. Well, I haven't been to the office in months. And the last time I was up there, filthy and disgusting. My section was all right. Is your section still better than Fez's? Yeah. Though when I came back from vacation, it was all fucked up. I was just, I saw, it was just shit everywhere. It was just a bunch of shit Who got in there? I don't know. I, I can't. I, Why don't we get rid of some of those prizes? Let's fucking get them out. We, let's just have a weak blowout on the prizes. All right. And let's stop getting prizes that don't impress. You know what I mean? Okay. Only impressive uh, prizes. Uh, now I'm being told by Anna, this is either Ken or Kim. Oh, Anna. Ronnie. Yes, sir. Love the show, man. Hey, greatest Ronnie B. quote ever. The only thing dumber than a criminal is a teenager. Teenagers are very, very dumb, and I don't mean that to put them down because I've been there myself. You know what I mean? I hate them. Yeah. They, did, now, did you hate teenagers when you were one? Because I remember thinking, we are the cool people. Hell yeah. Why and then I can't that? believe how fucking, you know, straight people will grow. But here's what I don't understand. How do fucking teenage girls, what do they even see in teenage boys? <sighs> Because it's like fucking dating a puke towel, I imagine, to them. Well, I think some of them are cool. Like, oh, he's great. He's going to love me forever. They just seem idiotic to me. You just guzzling Coke over there, right? Now you're sucking on a fucking empty. <laughs> well, I like Coca-Cola. It's like I'm fucking in goddamn prison here trying to hoard my shit. You're going to have some Coke with your pie today? You're one of those guys? You got to have a Coke? I'll enjoy Coke, yeah. That's the one time that I feel like drinking a Coke. I don't drink Coke anymore, though. Drink this then. No, you can. It's not a fucking tempter to me. All right. You can fucking tie off. It doesn't bother me. Okay. All right. All right. You're like fucking talking to one of the Avengers. <laughs> the guy inside a rocket suit. Oh, that I fucking, wish. That guy. I wish I was fucking Iron Man. That'd be great. Fucking Iron. You suit. remind me more green, green mean guy. Green. Oh, the the Hulk. Hmm. Incredible Hulk. Grant's green mean uh, guy. Speaking of a brother going crazy in Avengers, dude, you found this one too. For some reason, Hicks. Finds the weirdest fucking shit. <laughs> but this is Sam Jackson trying to get everybody to smoke herb yeah. before they go see the Avengers. Out of nowhere. And, and he was doing, I guess, doing a junket for fucking Avengers. Yeah, this is a junket where it, he must have got high first because it was the only thing on his mind. Yeah. Okay. So here he is giving some fucking uh, advice for when you go see the Avengers. Oh, see? Like a brownie. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it straight out. You know, you should see the Avengers after you hit like one great big bud of Hulk. Cause this movie is a Yes! <laughs> Take it even right from the beginning cause he won't stop talking to this uh, apparently gay guy that has no interest at all in weed about marijuana. It must have been post lunch and he went out and smoked a little bit. He, the Avengers weed? The Hulk? The green? <laughs> and we also it's have this. One big green bud. <laughs> Muscle. You would think he'd relax more if he was doing that much weed. But no, no. not him. It's just, that's what the weed's called. Hulk. So Nick Fury's like, the, he's the ringleader in this movie. In real life, how would Sam Jackson keep all of those guys in check? What? The Hulk. Give him that green weed that you got in that bag right there. <laughs> 
You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> they think I'm bringing weed to the interview. You're that marble weed that's in the bag right there. The Hulk. The Hulk. <sighs> Buy it. Jesus. Get your prescription tomorrow for the Hulk. <sighs> Would you say it is more fun? To Not the dark green. Mm -mm. The iridescent green. It just keeps you cooler. Rage machine, baby. <laughs> I think I, somehow I think I'm going to get fired through this, but I kind of like this going down in flames. Um, who wins in a fight? All these Avengers get together. Who, who comes out on top? You're, um, you're sort of the unbiased character in this. You can sort of take a step back. Out on top, I mean, pretty much the Hulk. I right? Mean, why? He's indefatigable. Oh, nice. He's indestructible. Yes. And he is that iridescent green weed. <laughs> <laughs> he won't stop it. Experiment. Everybody wants to say it was some big thing blowing up. No. He picked up this hybrid bud that got caught inside the atomic room. Doesn't this, is this guy not G-Baby in another fucking eight years when he's all burnt out and just attempting to help Sam Jackson sell this shitty yeah. fucking movie? So you're back to the Avengers. Weed. The whole weed thing. Weed, yeah. brothers. Yeah. Well, if if they're all in a fight, the Avengers, weed. the movie, yeah. weed, smoke, Hulk. I yes, you've said that before. You smoking up of that sherm? <laughs> you eat the ass and the pussy. <laughs> Fuck, I'm sad. You ever smoke sherm? No, I, I fucking... When they take a dip? Yeah, dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's like a fucking a dust high. I know plenty of guys fucking smoke fucking dust and dips, all that shit. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, I'm not gonna say who. He went some fucking. This is years ago, of course. One of these fucking Glenn Gary Glenn Ross fucking contests sells many cards within a month mm -hmm. or two months or whatever. He's the big winner. He wins a trip to fucking Hollywood. He gets out there. They give him a rental car. He gets a hotel. As soon as he gets there, he drives fucking downtown, picks up some of that sherm. I mean, he's fresh off. He hasn't even fucking unpacked his bags. He's in his thing. He likes to shut up while he's Jesus driving down the Christ. fucking street. Yeah. It's a fucking oh, no. telephone pole. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You're the big winner, asshole. Just all fucked up. Yeah. Christ. It's the first thing he fucking did. I'm not going to give his fucking name away. I will give out of his initials. All right. F-H. Oh, boy. Mm. And not F-H Riley's. Don't be fucking going in that direction. Yeah, uh, that is shermless. Sherm free zone. And nothing but delicious food and good fun and spirits <laughs> and wonderful. I like spirits. Foods. It's a four star restaurant on Long Island, Long Island's own four star restaurant. Baller. Let's bring Jerry Bark in here. Let him get some of his shit going. Draft talk. And I'm just going to say, it wasn't F.H. Riley's, it was Flathead. I just want to get it out there so nobody gets the two confused. <laughs> I never realized that they were both so close to each other. Flats knows I'm not fucking making this shit up. He fucking won the contest. He fucking hit that sherm. What are you doing waving baby wipes at what's, Fez? What's, what's happening? Here's Jerry Bark on the scene. Hello? Jerry Bark, you ever been to F.H. Riley's? Never. You ever been to Shermtown? It's fucking great food out there. And good spirits and fun. It's good. Long Island's good. own four-star restaurant. Terrific. You're wearing a hoodie today like a guy who wants to get shot, dude. 
I don't like to fucking say uh, Put it up. Yeah, you got to be careful with that. How many times you got to be told? <laughs> uh, tonight, you're a guy that likes draft nights. I think there's a certain excitement to it. I think it's, um, I think it's like being seeing a rock band and you want to get in on their first album and say, "Hey, okay. I liked them early." Um, so to know who this kid is as he comes in the NFL. Yeah, to know who he is as he comes in the NFL. If you're a college football fan, mm-hmm. I think it's. It's great because now you're fi- you're rooting your program now gets further verification. Ah, okay. That they're so, legit. So every time you would hear Penn State, you're like, yeah, all the shit that happened to us doesn't matter. We're sending guys to the pros. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, no, it's right across the street at mm-hmm. Radio City. Yep. And the guys are already going to be out there wearing. Every fucking uniform that you can imagine. They fly in for this. They fly in to hear a list of names be called. Hey, baby, it's the machine, the NFL machine. It's gotten nerdy. This has gone from, you know, blue-collar guys drinking, having fun watching a sport, to nerdy guys caring about contracts. It's part of the brilliance of the NFL marketing machine, that it is a 12-month sport that has the shortest season of any major pro sport. Less games. Here we're talking, you know, we'll talk about this, then we'll talk about the OTAs and free agency and and what draft picks got signed. They won't play a game on the field. I was thinking about that. Doesn't it seem like when I was watching hockey the other night, I'm like, this seems every bit as rough and tumble as football, and yet they're going seven-game series instead of the one-and-dones. It seems like it's just as exhausting. It probably, I mean, hockey is an exhausting sport, yeah. and it probably is. I, every play in football, you have a collision. Mm-hmm. Every play, you have ten guys, or at least say, let's say eight guys. If the defense only goes with a three-man rush, mm-hmm. and you got five offensive linemen, you have at least eight guys with a collision with the force of say a car going into a wall at mm-hmm. maybe fifteen twenty miles an hour. I mean, and it's an unnatural, you know, rotation of your body and your shoulders and how you're pushing every single play, every snap of a game. Now, and then that's not including when you actually really get tattooed. On a play, then. Right. And then that's the stuff that... Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Bond said this on his show last week. He said, we're not going to recognize the league in 10 years. The big hits are going to end. It's going to disappear. I don't think that's the case. Football is, a by nature, a violent game. Mm-hmm. The NFL that we see today is far different from the NFL we saw 20 years ago. Do you think it's more violent or less violent, though? It's faster. The game is spread out and on that's the field. Vi- and that's the violence. The violence never has been about two big guys pushing each other. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's really fast, well-built guys fucking ramming into each other. That's where injuries come from. Well, the other thing is they've sacrificed padding, too. If you look at the width of shoulder pads in the late 80s, yeah. they're enormous. And now everything is sleek and aerody- aerodynamically designed for speed. It's and true. it's plastic. It's plastic that separates these guys. And what guys. happened to knee pads, thigh pads, Don't hip use pads, them. they're all gone. Don't use You're them. You're basically wearing tights. I remember when we first started to play uh, football, like organized football, when we would be like fourth grade, we were walking around like basically that little brother in the Christmas story where he had the big jacket on where you couldn't fucking, you could barely even run at all. Yeah. And now... Of course, they've gotten away from pads. Gotten away from pads. Remember back then you also had a girdle? Did they call it a girdle? When you were playing, you had that, the, the hip, hip pads, pad, yeah. and then you had the pad for your butt yeah. and everything. That's, yeah, all that's, uh, all that's gone for the sake of speed. For the sake of speed. And it's, 
it's because you want to stay on the field, you want to play, and you're going to perform the best without those pads. Right. You know, I, I was funny. I, this weekend, um, I was talking to a guy who had an 11-year NFL career. And we got into a conversation, and somebody asked, you know, is the concussions, is it really a big deal? He's like, yeah, I played with concussions. He said, it happens all the time. He said, but I'm never, I would never, ever, ever self-report to a trainer that I had a concussion, even before these guidelines. He said, I would never report that because... But there's no job security. That's exactly, why they can't do it. Exactly. He said, even if I play well, that's going to be used against me in contract negotiations. Right. That I'm that I'm a liability because I have a history of concussions, and he said he he was a he was a middle linebacker. He remembers playing um, at Carolina, got hit, and the safety came up to him was like, "Where are you?" Because he couldn't even make the play call for the next two plays from mm -hmm. the sidelines. Yet he still stayed out on the field. Yeah, that happens all the time. All those guys uh, take it fucking into the skull, and that when it starts to cost the league money. That's when they will adjust. When they start losing $100 million, $200 million class action suits, then they're going to go, we're going to protect people. And everyone can bitch all they want, but the game is not going to lose money. They're not going to do it. It's just like we used to say, you're never going to see smoking is too big. They buy so many ads. You need tobacco. When the lawsuits came in, it got rid of smoking. It's depressing. Well, I think the game, football is different than, say, baseball was uh, America's pastime. Mm -hmm. And that game, dimensions-wise, outside of juicing and maybe moving the outfields in and out from the stadium, the game has pretty much stayed the same. Right. Football has been an evolving game if you look at its history. It's I mean, there used to not be a forward pass until Newt Rockney right. and, and, and that team in the, in the 20s. So... I, when Wilbon says that, I don't think you cannot take the hitting out of it unless you're playing flag football. You're not. You're not going. You might be able to, you know, pasteurize some of the vicious hits we see now, mm -hmm. but I, the game will change. But I don't know if it'll change to the degree that it's unrecognizable. I mean, the play uh, uh, Daryl Stingley mm -hmm. got hit uh, with right. the Patriots with Jack Tatum, who hit him from the, the big. Pa he paralyzed him. Huge, huge deal in, the, in NFL history. You would never see a play like that. There were four, there were three receivers in this, in within like ten yards on offense of each other, and then you had you know six defensive players. There, you'd never see a play bunched like that anymore. So in that sense, the game already it's evolved two or three times yeah. already. So it'll evolve again. The question is, will it will it survive as the money making machine that it is? What do you think? I I think the you know the pendulum swings. I think they've got a great thing going for them because the game is played on Sunday. It's a day where most of America's workforce is not working. You can avidly follow a team and dedicate a minimal amount of time right. to following that team. And you know, and you and I have spoken about this before. My concern would be the oversaturation with this Thursday schedule. Of games and then adding the extra two games and yeah. wait a minute who's this guy you you can get away with a lot of who's this guys but not a quarterback you know what no. I mean you yeah. don't want to have a season where you're running three four deep with quarterbacks you mm. will lose people at that point it's I fucked. think yeah but it is interesting to see now that particularly some of the sunshine places when their teams loses they don't show up yes you can still draw in Chicago in Pittsburgh and Buffalo with a losing team. You can't in Atlanta, Jacksonville, Tampa, Miami. They will go away on you.
Yeah, and I guess the most surprising would be Miami because they're the only ones that have had sustained they were greatness. Uh, yeah, for a while. Um, the other teams you've mentioned really haven't had that right. at all. So it's so what happened in Miami? That would be interesting even to know. Why did those people eventually turn on the Dolphins? Yeah, I don't necessarily have an answer, but that's a pretty poorly run operation yeah, since 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 Marino left. Yeah, and even not getting a Super Bowl in the Marino era is it also. Hurt. I mean, you're still relying on on Super Bowls from the '70s and a, and a Super Bowl appearance from what night from the 1984 season. Um, I mean, Let me you, tell you something. You can't go into any place in Miami without those guys from 72 being there. They show anytime you're opening up a new place, hey, come out and meet the undefeated Dolphins. You're like, really? Jim Kick's here again? That's what I got to fucking go through? All I want to get is some batteries. Yeah, it's, uh, well, and maybe they're the curse. Maybe yeah, they are it. the maybe curse. Maybe they're too, uh, too omnipresent. Um, I, I'm not sure, but I think, you know, the, the idea that they're going after Ryan Tannehill. Out of Texas A&M, yeah. I, I don't buy that. I, you know, they've got front office issues because Ireland is still there. I, I just don't buy that they're making a turnaround at this point either. Well, this is the draft now. Is this all GMs, or do coaches get the opportunity to get involved in these uh, draft decisions? Or as a coach down in the NFL, you work with what we give you? No, it's well. I would hope the the coach should have something to say. And the experience mm. I've had, and the people I've talked to. Um, it is you got your 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 um, college scouts mm-hmm. meeting with coaches meeting with the GM and it's all worked out beforehand and you pretty much come up with your draft board before today of who you think your top scouts are and everything in the media I mean there's so much bluffing and BS that goes on in the media right. about players and where because teams are trying to jockey for how that other team will react and seeing if maybe if they can take a, a shot at this guy. You know, d- to um, diminish his value, that they'll they'll drop down to maybe a 14th pick, and and the and, and team at 14 will be able to get him. So there's a lot of that going on in the media speculation, but generally they battle it out. You know, behind closed doors, look at the tape, look at the film, and that draft board is set. And uh, the coach has to have a say. I can't imagine a, a GM. No, if that ever was the case, it couldn't be the case today because you know, like Bill Parcells set up in New England. If you want me to cook the meal, you got to let me buy the groceries. And I don't think there's any coach out there right now that doesn't want that. All right, let's look over at the list that you came up with for some of the big busts. And while you do that, I'm going to look at supermodel moms. So we're going <laughs> to cover both at the same time. <laughs> All right. And Hicks, you're gay, so you stay. No. What, which one I'm of you guys straight. is gay? I'm, I'm openly gay. I'm straight. I'm openly? Straight. Openly. I'm straight. So you've been with a dude before? No, not yet. It's not that open. Uh, is this in law in order? Yes. What you yeah, consider yeah. the yeah, biggest Yeah, what I would consider in order, yeah. Of all time. Uh-huh. I put Tony Mandarich up there, number and, one. And that's the one, the guy that you guaranteed. You said that this guy was going to change <laughs> professional football. Yes, I think I was uh, 11 years old, mm-hmm. and I had my I was scouting, getting a lot of films sent to me from college uh, college coaches, and I rated him. He was going to be the, the best overall. Me and Sports Illustrated said he was the best offensive line prospect ever. But Mandridge was a beast, and the thing about him is he was he marketed himself to be that, this mm. big, nasty tackle. And, of course, he was filled with steroids. And it was very clear at the time he was filled with steroids, though I guess there was no positive test, so nobody wanted to believe it. Yeah, uh, steroids and AIDS were pretty much ignored despite 
the evidence to the contrary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you just in the eighties, you didn't just didn't even accuse people of that. Like no one ever said Hulk Hogan is juicing. <laughs> they would just say. It's weird how big he can get because I work out all the time and I can't get anywhere near that. <laughs> you know, he must yeah. really work out yeah. eight times yeah. more than me. Really dedicated. Yeah. Well, if I just say my prayers and eat my vitamins like a good Hulkamaniac, right. that's what it was. So the but, guy who was working out didn't say enough prayers and But it vitamins. really it really came around uh, until well into the 90s before people actually mm-hmm. just started saying juice head about mm-hmm. people. Uh, Mandridge... We actually wanted him to be great, though. This was one of those guys we that the hype was so big on him, uh, like with a Brian Bosworth, we wanted the hype to be true. And it's great that you mentioned Bosworth, because I've actually talked to Tony Mandarich recently, uh-huh. and he said that his whole thing was he was it was a calculated marketing scheme, much like Primetime and Deion Sanders and the Boz. They're, you know, Deion and Mandarich are in the same draft, but the Boz was a year or two before. might even, yeah, I think it was two years previous. And... Um, and he said it was, I told him, he said it was completely calculated marketing. And I, wrestling. Yeah. This yeah. was wrestling talk. Even and, to go to Green Bay where he's still wearing green well, from he Michigan could, State? He couldn't choose that. But the idea of, uh, the idea of being this, this monster, being the Hulk and being green certainly was. I mean, there was a, there was a play. They played, Michigan State played Ohio State his senior year. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he said he was all roided up and in a total roid rage. And he goes out for the coin toss, and there's a Michigan State defensive lineman who's a captain, and he punches him in the chest and knocks him two steps backwards and told him, this is the day you're going to die. You're going to die today. Keep your head in a swivel because I'm coming for you all day, which at the coin toss of a game right. is a little intense. A little early. Yeah. <laughs> little early. Uh, you can put your comments in. It's up under NFL Draft Bust. On the iBang, uh, number two was a guy that I said will have a bigger career than Peyton Manning. Uh, Peyton Manning always seemed like a choke artist to me because I lived mm-hmm. in Florida at yep. the time and kept seeing him lose to the Gators. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this guy cracks under pressure, but this Ryan Leaf sure looks good. Yeah, and it you know the thing is, at that time, that's a valid argument. Manning hadn't beat the Gators. Right. And he hadn't won the big one. He, he looked kind of awkward. He had those. He would uh, chop his feet a lot in the pocket, that kind of thing. And this was a close call at the time. Nobody would say this. Now, Ryan Leaf continues to make a run. I mean, Jamarcus Russell might have been number two on the list, but Leaf, the way he's kind of taken his life, it makes a run to stay in there at the top bust because he continues to just get in trouble with these prescription drugs recently. He's in, you know, was arrested. Right. Um, but, you know, Leaf... He brought Washington State to their first Rose Bowl since 1931. I mean, this out of the Pac-10, beating the UCLA's and the USC's of the world. And there's a lot of guys that they play kind of, they look like a pro quarterback when they're in college. There's a lot of guys in college that look fast and quick and they score a lot of points. But you're like, this guy's going to really get in trouble with that scrambling Mm -hmm. style when he gets to the pros. You know, he's fucking running options and shit. Ryan Leaf looked like... He did. Like Johnny Yu. Like he looked like he was going to fall right into it. Exactly. And that's the, the interesting thing about this is there's so many different dynamics. People are going to put so much weight into what goes on over these next three days. And in the end, we really don't know how, what the personal problems are, how someone is going to react when they're in a locker room of 53 you just don't professionals. Know. You just don't know. You have no idea. 
Soda, I find it interesting, all of the, that RG3 and Andrew Luck are can't miss. Right. I, I just can't believe it. <laughs> I just can't believe that they're both can't miss sure things. It's to play quarterback and be successful right. in the NFL takes so much and so much that's even out of, out of their control as players. I mean, you got to have an offensive line. You got to have a coach that's with you. You got to have receivers that catch the ball. You also have to have some wherewithal to deal with whatever right. it is to be a leader. And you got to take hits and get back up from guys that are huge, that you've never been hit like that before or that consistently hit like that before in college. Never. And that is a lot of what people call leadership. It is not rah-rah and, hey, you guys ready to do this? Because, you know, you're a fucking man by that time. You don't need someone to fire you Pep up. Talks. But if you look over and say, that guy's busting his ass. Mm -hmm. And he's hurt. He's scared. He can't fucking move. And yet he's given 110%. If he could do it, then I can do it. I'm going to give it for him. That's a leader. But if they look over and they say, this guy isn't given, he's given into the fear, he won't fucking, you know, go the extra mile, then suddenly, I don't give a shit how good he is with the speeches, everyone knows that he's fucking fake, you know? Yep. yep. That's the weird deal about uh, it. You remember Eric Kramer at all? You yeah. remember him? Yeah. So he's in Detroit. His nickname was Brass Balls. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a guy that's not super talented at quarterback. There are guys that have way more talent than him at quarterback. But when he was in Detroit, he used to take his off day on Tuesday, and he'd be in there watching film and working out and watching film. And all the other players saw this, where they had in the past seen other quarterbacks. They weren't around the facility right. at this point. And what do you know? The Lions ended up, they ended up 12-4 and four with him. Now, they didn't they won the one playoff game they've won since 1957 was with Eric Kramer, a quarterback. So it really, what you're, just to underscore what you just said right. about what it takes, that kind of stuff um, is exactly what it is. And you can't account for that today. You don't know. No, you don't know because they haven't been tested yet. Mm -hmm. You don't know who's going to crack and who's going to rise to the fucking occasion. Mm -hmm. And the scary thing is, once you do crack, can you ever win those guys back again? Or do you just have that reputation? Uh, I, I mean, I've never heard of people winning yeah. them back. I, I, I mean, I'm sure there are examples, but I, I've never it's heard of it. It's tough to do. It is. It is tough. It's very tough. I mean, look at number three, Jamarcus Russell. There's a guy who fell asleep in meetings. Right. I think on some message board, he said he sweat gravy because he kept <laughs> overheating. Um, but, uh, you know, he, here's a guy. He said it, and he also said he fell asleep because of sleep apnea. That's why he fell asleep in meetings. But there, there are a lot of guys, and like w that have never had money, and now suddenly do have money, and we used to call it champ fat, where a guy would win the belt mm -hmm. and not do any of this shit, you know, just party Coast, right? and enjoy. Mm -hmm. Like this is what I've been waiting for, and it's hard, particularly when you're in your early twenties and you've been poor your whole life, to not go. This is it. I've crossed the finish line. You yeah. know. I mean, and if that someone happens gave me, to people. yeah, you get thirty-nine million dollars guaranteed. Right. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't throw a little party? I even saw uh, Bill Murray said, like, no matter who you are, once you're famous, you got two years of being an asshole. You just can't. It's what you do <laughs> after you get past the asshole stage. But when the initial blast comes in, you're just going to be an asshole. You can't beat it. And some of these guys have good people around them. So that helped them through the asshole stages, and some people are like, "Yeah, man, we got to spend more. We got to wow. party more. We got to do more." Well, I, and what I found in talking to people, it's rare. It's more and more rare that you find 
the guy with the right people around him because a lot of these kids out of high school, since early in high school, are having their ass kissed to go play football somewhere in college and they play football somewhere. And unless they've got a coach or people around them there that, right. that are instilling them, you've got to work your ass off if you think you're going to get to the next level. Um, this on the IB wire, I went to uh, WSU, same time as Ryan Leaf. Uh, he was an asshole then, too. Um, yeah, there are some guys that are just, despite having all their fucking talent, it doesn't mean they're going to get ahead. This one says million-dollar athletes with 10-set heads. It's not that. you got to remember how young these guys are. Mm -hmm. You just, mo uh, there's um, uh, a lot of guys that graduate from college now and move home for a couple years. Yeah. These dudes, yeah. it's just the opposite. They're let go with more money than they could ever imagine. But the thing is, they no one you have to instill in some of these guys their career. Yeah. At three years. You're gonna you get you get a second contract in the NFL. Right. Good job. Good but, job. But are we even talking about a lot of the top guys? I mean they got They'll be get thinking. second contract. Yeah. They typically do, but they also have to deal with are they gonna fulfill on being a first round pick? All right, what do you got next? What do I got next? The misery of the Detroit Lions. I mean, they've had some, in looking at this, they've had some real just dope drafts. Horrifying. Yeah. Joey Harrington, who we talked about before, right. who was a, you know, can't miss out of Oregon. He was a guy, but Andre Ware was the Heisman Trophy winner in the run and shoot. Going to go play for the, the silver stretch and the Lions and, and throw the ball around. I mean, he was really awful. Like, hardly saw the field kind of awful. And both of those guys came blazing out of college. Mm -hmm. What happened to a Joey Harrington that everybody thought was going to be? I think it's a case. You know, you look at Joey Harrington. You look at a David Carr. You look yep. at a Tim Couch. You get put into a situation, and if you don't have the right parts around you, and you get knocked around and can't, and you don't have the wherewithal to get back up and and make some plays and that leadership you talked about, right. you're done. You're done. David Carr, when he was with the Texans, great guy, great locker room guy. He was already married. He was 24 years old, so he was mature. This is everything I heard from people at the Texans. Yeah, He had shit around him. He got buried. I mean, yeah. physically buried. And now, granted, he's got a Super Bowl ring for backing up Eli Manning, so he has a he has an NFL career of it. But he does he's not a no you know he, you're not going to remember him as like that's a great number one overall pick. And Harrington is the same way. Tim Couch with that JV team that re restarted in Cleveland was another god awful situation. And this isn't basketball where a guy can take over a game. Football no. is a team sport almost too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because let's face it, in baseball. You can end up playing for an awful fucking team, and have it, and have a year mm -hmm. that you'll end up in the Hall of Fame. For. Yep, that's my favorite player of all time is Steve Carlton because how great he was on a lousy team. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to football, and this is the other thing you never can tell: who's the guy who goes? Is two minutes left? This is where I've always wanted to be: trailing with two minutes left, not giving the ball away, not who who else wants it. But what can I fucking do now to make this my stage? Mm -hmm. How can you even know that when you're fucking picking guys? Who's the guy who can do that as a pro? Yeah, you're 100% right. Uh, and along with that is my, my thing is when these guys get hit, mm -hmm. when they get NFL hit, and they got guys coming at them and the play's moving so fast that they can't react, 
you know, that, that's definitely my big thing, too, as well as that. I, I mean, guys are going to tell you cliche-wise that they want the ball. Of course they want the ball. They're the playmaker, yada, yada, right. yada. But show up and do it. I mean, those guys, that's a short list. Donovan McNabb is such a, a fucking great athlete. But could he prove it with two minutes fucking left when the fucking season was on the line? Or did you look at him and go, he ain't got to do it? <laughs> now, you looked at Joe Montana, who I don't think anybody would say there's a great physical specimen. Mm-hmm. And with two minutes la- left, you're like, I don't know how this prick is going to beat us. But he's going yeah. to do it. We're doomed. And you could feel it. You feel it with Brady. But with McNabb, you went... I don't know how he's going to fuck this up, but he's going to find a way. Well, the thing about McNabb too is he didn't even, uh, you know, have a glorious fuck up. Yeah, he would. Ha- it would just be duds. It wouldn't be like some awful interception like a Brett Favre would pull right. for you. And M- McNabb is a big riddle to me because, you know, he starts off getting booed in Philly because mm-hmm. they wanted uh, Ricky Williams, you know. Um, but he had a very good career. Absolutely. And. Somehow he never got embraced in Philly. Well, because he didn't win it for him, and they were desperate to win it. But you've got to have that ring before people are going to trust you. <laughs> and if you look back over it, he had every opportunity with that team. He he had a longer window than most quarterback yep. get yeah. to win that fucking thing. You get one of those, and that's it. People yeah. start to believe in you. But I will say this again: everybody can answer the Jeopardy questions at home. That's the fucking point here. It's can you do it when the pressure's on? Are you going, give it fucking to me, or are you saying, who else has got this? That's the fucking guy. Well, that's McNabb getting fatigued in the Super Bowl in the final drive against the Patriots. And everyone knew it was coming. Everyone was like, look at this fucker. Look at him mouth breathing. (laughs) I could not, I, I, I wasn't even upset. I'm like, of course, this is it. This is what we fucking deserve. And you got T.O. playing with the broken leg. But you hear McNabb says he has Hall of Fame numbers? Did you hear that recently? If he had a ring, would he have Hall of Fame numbers? Yes. If he had one fucking ring, nobody would probably be having this discussion. I think he'd be going in. But without that ring, he looks like what he is. A buster. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, dude. I saw fucking... uh, the the guy with the best fucking arm I've ever seen wandering around here the other day, uh, Dan Marino, and mm-hmm. all I could think when I saw him, no ring. You didn't do it. You and they said, it. do you want Marino on your show? I go, this is a show for rings. <laughs> no, actually, it's because he was tied in. A lot of these athletes tie in with some shitty product <laughs> that they make you talk about. I did it for the boss, but I'm not going to do it for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Well, tell me more about your vitamins, Dan, or whatever the fuck yeah. they're doing. Well, they're really good for you. Thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, Dan Marino. Um, all right, what do you got? Well, uh, I, thir- I thoroughly enjoyed putting the next one up there. Um, Penn State running backs. It is impossible. And, and we go back to, you know, they did have Matt Sui, who was a blocking back for uh, Walter Payton, and Kurt Warner with the Seattle Seahawks. That other Kurt Warner. Mm-hmm. Um, but you go Blair Thomas, number two overall. getting, And whenever you're in New York, the ante is up on if you're going to deliver or not. And Blair Thomas goes number two to the Jets as they're easing Freeman McNeil out of the picture, who was still a serviceable back mm-hmm. back then. And, uh, I mean, I, I had never, I've never seen a running back 
stare at a hole and chop his feet and be so hesitant in my life, in my life. And it was funny. I actually had the opportunity to talk to Freeman McNeil once about this. And Freeman McNeil said, look, when I was in college, I had Kenny Easley in the defensive backfield at UCLA, who was a hard hitter. And he said, when I got to the NFL, I had 11 Kenny Easleys on defense. And he said, this kid just never adjusted. He just, you know, tucked away and, and, and curled up at the, at the hits. So he was nothing. And then Curtis Enos, another one. You've got to remember, all these guys when they were in high school were scoring five, six, seven touchdowns a game. When they Against got, me. Yeah. <laughs> when they got to college, they're scoring two, three a game. Mm-hmm. When they get to the pros, if they score six, seven times a year, they could come back next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it starts to get fucking, you know, that, that lane gets smaller and smaller and smaller till you're walking a goddamn tightrope. You know, that's the pros. Mm-hmm. Can you hit the big leagues? Can you hit that fucking pitching? Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm wondering how come you didn't bring up the Jets, too, because they've picked some fucking shitty ones over the years. That's been a snake bit. Well, they've got a couple franchise. guys in here. They've got a couple guys in here. Who, who are you thinking of with the Jets? Oh, they, uh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to let them pick it up. Here's my expert, the blowhard. Oh, here we go. Hey, blowhard. Hey, guys. First of all, the Camp Miss moniker is pathetically stupid and laughable. And tonight when you watch Mel Kuyper Jr. praise and, you know, just kiss ass on some of these guys, a year later you can review the tape and you're going to say, what happened to that guy? But the anger that I have being a Jet fan, when they drafted Blair Thomas, I said, we finally have a, quote, Camp Miss running back better than Freeman McNeil. You would have been better off with Blair Underwood. I, I agree. And also... The Jets pick Kenny O'Brien, who was an okay quarterback above Dan Marino. But, and then going but, back to some great uh, Jet draft picks, the great Carl Bozalaskis. <laughs> who? Right? Right. Blant, Johnny Lamb Jones. But Johnny see, Lamb Jones. That's a good one, Blowhard. But here's the weird thing. Awful. Look, even when we do our fantasy draft, it's tough to draft guys that actually you watched playing the pros last year. You still get fucked over. Oh, fuck and yeah. There's still, like, some people, and we never bring this up, they can't play injured. They just yeah. are those kind of guys. I was looking at somebody the other day uh, because I ran into him here, and I went back and checked his stats. Uh, and if he wasn't injured, he had an all-pro year. But if he was injured, that was it. He was out for the year. Just so shot. he had a half career of, wow, that looks fantastic, and he didn't show up at all. It's got to be terrible to be a GM in this league. And how terrible. big a stiff was it when the Giants pick Ron Dane? Oh. <laughs> All world in college. This guy could do no wrong. And uh, even Herschel Walker. What did Herschel Walker? Uh, I, I'm gonna. Herschel Walker did have a couple thousand yard years yeah, with the New Jersey Generals. In college, he was gangbusters. He was. Yeah, but that did game. fuck him up, don't you think? Going to that other league, probably. He and NFL, uh, yeah, he was playing for Trump over in the Meadowlands and that. New York, New Jersey Generals, or whatever it was. It was pathetic. But the Jets always break your heart, and I've been a fan for over 40 years, and that's why I'm not even paying attention to the draft tonight. I'll be watching the Rangers in Game 7 because we're going to hear the Jets made a steal at 16 or they traded up and got this guy, that guy. But it's really not going to mean much in the scheme of things because it's just a crapshoot. And, again, when you see these top 15, 20 guys – Next year, let's look at the list and see how many really uh, made an impact, really had success, because a lot of them, you get your second round. Yeah, Fe- round. Fez was saying, oh, this gives you bragging rights and all, but 
it really is about 10 years before you decide it whether or not at yeah. the end of the line did this thing work out mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. it really work out cuz look how many of these kids that are quarterback they're going to they're going to wait 3 years before they fucking put them in and that if you get drafted high as a quarterback that's no that's no longer even the case you need to produce almost you now you got to do it immediately yeah no more so we're going to ask this kid to turn the Colts around yeah, yeah. Peyton he calls too. his own plays in college. Come yeah. on, because the Colts were so good last year right. without Peyton Manning. It's just a it's just a matter of having a better quarterback in there that would make that awfulness that you saw take the field last year better. It's well, they of course that whole team out anyway. Most of yeah. their players are gone. So they... who, who would you pick though? If you had the choice right now, you're going to start a franchise here. Is it Luck or RG three? I'm going to take go I'm going to take Luck because he's less prone to be hit at this point. I'd be concerned about RG3 getting hit. RG3 all the RG3. way. RG3. I don't want a running quarterback because he's going to become a target just like Vic, and he's one play he could just get knocked out for the next four or five games or a season. I want a classic in-the-pocket in the passer. Like, yeah, like, like Browning Nagel, right? Another no. great Jets draft yeah, yeah, pick? Keep on breaking my heart, bringing up some of the great quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, I hate running quarterbacks like John Elway. I just want to get, uh, <laughs> I want to get away from them. Suck. All right, thanks, Blowhard. Um... Is this our buddy J-Dubs? That's me. How you doing, pal? Oh, Good to hear Not from bad. you. Uh, I heard you guys talking about my Detroit Lions. Yeah. And you know how bad the drafts have been because of the marks on my back and ass from different tattoo bets I've made. He does, he'll, he'll, he's tattooed all over from bad football bets. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All over I his body. Indianapolis across my shoulders, the Green Bay logo right below it. Uh the Tampa Bay old logo on my ass. Back up, he a- he actually looks like the lunchbox I carried to school in first grade, <laughs> where I just had all the teams. Uh, but you know what? This kills me. The Lions have never deserved fucking dubs, but now because he went through the bad times, he looks like a genius. He's ready to fucking. He deserves. I don't know if you wins. call me a genius with a uh, Detroit Lions Super Bowl champs 2005. All right, uh, but now all you, you're going to change that to 15, and yeah. it's going to work for you. Be awesome. I hope so. I, I think the draft is basically just to sell jerseys. There's just a bunch of douchebags walking around with a uh, uh, jersey that just is obsolete after two years. It is ridiculous to see people wearing jerseys to a business meeting. You don't, you don't have your Terry Fair or Aaron Gibson jersey anymore? Is that what you're saying? Uh, not anymore. I retired. I do have a Charlie Batch jersey. <laughs> sure. Uh, by the way, we're talking about the amount of people showing up there, but the media that's oh. in the streets is ridiculous, too. And, spectacle. And you had said, you know, everybody's an analyst, too. That's, that is yeah. what it's exploded into. Everybody's an analyst. And it, it is kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, it I is. mean, um, I talked to some player personnel people last week, and they said that really, realistically, there's probably 12 good guys in the draft, and then we're talking crap a crapshoot from there on out. I mean, and if you look, you know, if you look at great teams, mm-hmm. you know, they are built on having lots of players. You know, Jimmy Johnson did it with the Cowboys in the early '90s. Everybody points to the Herschel Walker right. uh, trade. But it's it's not it's you know it's the not the X's and O's but the Smiths and the Joes that you need out there, mm-hmm. and you get them in these later rounds. I mean, um, the uh, the the guy for the Steelers. Steelers have great drafts. They have great drafts. Great personnel people, and you know they got the guy Kiesel with that crazy beard. Mm-hmm. He was a seventh round pick. You now, know? do you think that they're drafting well, or they know what to do with those guys when they're young? They know how to make them part. 
of something bigger than themselves. Because the Steelers, to me, come the close to of being rah-rah. You know what I mean? Like, when you're a Steeler, you're something else. Those people seem to buy into that in the way they don't buy into being a Falcon or a Chief. You know? Yeah, well, I, I think you're 100% right. And I think, but it, part of it yeah. is um, the Rooney family, Kevin uh, Colbert, who's the GM. They don't have a GM in Pittsburgh, but he's the GM equivalent there. Mm-hmm. He's been masterful. Absolutely masterful in bringing in players and having them, and also developing them. You know, you're not putting, you're not throwing somebody into the fire as a rookie. Yeah. Maybe they're playing special teams for a little bit and developing on your roster and getting guys to buy into that. I mean, Belichick does the same thing to a degree, also up in New England. But the 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 blueprint for this was Jimmy Johnson and him getting all that speed mm-hmm. and all those picks in Dallas. You know, he had a draft. He picks Emmett Smith at 17. You know, in the draft. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dubs. Good to hear from you, buddy. You going to be watching tonight? I will be for a little bit, but I got to get up in the morning. Which I, that's why I hate the draft. They moved it to Thursday, which is ridiculous. It is. It has changed everything. It's just gotten dumber every <laughs> single year. How they're dragging out. But Fez is going to be at the eye bank for every single moment of it. So it should be fantastic. I'll and, jump on there with them. What time are you signing on tonight, Fez? Eight o'clock. We start tonight. It's the start of the draft. Well, you go in a half hour early then, so okay. you're up and moving around, and and you could say that you heard shit, and Luck's not going first, and what's yeah. going to happen is going to blow your mind. Because the beauty of it is, no one will ever hold you to it. No one will hold you to any of these fucking opinions. They just come <laughs> and go. All right, talk to you later, Dubs. Later. Um, Fez likes to show up at the last second like he just rode up on a horse. And everyone's doing that at the SNL night. Like, where's Fez? Everybody's there was before him. And then finally, welcome, everyone. <laughs> Elvis. He I fucking d- shows up like he's Elvis. Um, Jim, you're on the run of Fez show. Uh, I had a question for Fezzy W. He's right here. Yes? Fezzy, I've, I've kind of lost track of the Bucks ever since Allstott left. What do you think they're going to do tonight in the draft? What are they going to do and what do they need to do? Well, they really want to build up the defense. I mean, the the projected pick is Morris Claiborne out of LSU. But if something goes a little bit haywire and they can get uh, the Trent Richardson, they'll grab him. What are you betting on? Um, If for some reason Cleveland screws up. Let's not not do the some reason. What are you betting? What's in your gut right now? What can we hold you to? They'll take uh, Claiborne. All right, so why bring up the other shit? And I think he'll be a washout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's my biggest fear for RG3, too, with the yeah. Redskins. I mean, people talk, well, Shanahan's in his third year. Shanahan, tell me what he's done without John Elway. Shanahan blows. Nothing. He, Thank you, Pepper. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could say. Fucking bullshit running back by committee garbage fucks over every fantasy fucking team. <laughs> he does. Cocksucker. He, and they hold him in Washington because they believe... That you know he's got those rings, and they're like, "Hey, look what he look at the magic he happened there." But you were right; he had Elway. Yeah, uh, Elway and Terrell Davis. Yeah, a guy ran for two thousand yards in a season, and I just, I mean, and the Redskins are going to be cash strapped because of that stupid uh, cap penalty against him. Daniel Snyder is a, a, you know, God bless him for wanting, but he's mm-hmm. an awful owner. I mean, a truly awful owner. Mm-hmm. That has taken a proud franchise into the doldrums. I, I think that's part of the dynamics people have to factor in. 
not one quarterback is going to go make the Redskins successful. I just want to know, how are you with a clay pigeon? I don't give a shit about <laughs> anything else. Can you knock a clay pigeon uh, out of the air? We're going to take a break here. Yeah. Uh, probably a double? Yeah. Yeah, we got to catch up. Everybody, uh, this is only my second break of the day. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's happened here. Uh, Have fun. This will be your last time to get involved, though. Uh, Bobcat's going to be fantastic on Tuesday. We're doing that unmasked. Uh, join Fez tonight at the iBank. You going to stop by, Jerry? You going to stop by the iBank tonight and mix it up with Fez a little bit? Maybe a little bit, yeah. Well, it's like, Fez, you don't know what you're talking what about. The fuck? This fucking team has gone their way. You got the draft order fucking here's a waste. Of, here's another wasted statement. <laughs> Fez will be like, you ready, everybody? Best of luck. Got it. Was so much fun. Join you tomorrow night. Welcome to Times Square, everybody. Handsome Johnny will be still working on the fucking um, supermodel moms. Just jacking, just fucking nonstop. Handsome Johnny said to me, I am going to batch on every single one of these. Uh, we got a lot more to talk about when we get back. According to Miss Travel. Dot com. Oh. It, it's a site for you now, too. Okay. Uh, I, love it. it looks like they're going to be signing in, being part of the show. I'm going to explain to you about mistravel.com. Right. right back. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez Show. Well, I stood stone like at midnight. Suspended in my masquerade And I combed my hair that was just right And commanded the night brigade I was open the pain and crossed by the rain And I walked on a crooked crutch I stood alone the heart zone Came out with my soul untouched Sit down, I stood up. Ooh, growing up. Alright, take it, Fuzzy. The flag of piracy from my mask. My sails were set way to yeah. wing. He won't sing it. I had a jukebox. He started to do like uh, a wrestling character. Did you notice he was like, I liked it. I liked he it. thought it was, it was yeah. All right, it's Ryan Fez show. Uh, we came back with that because uh, Jerry was just telling us he was crying anytime he sees that song. <laughs> really? Growing up? It, it is my, it's, uh, honestly, I, I am touched. It, this is going to be one of my great memories of, you know, hearing, uh, growing up here. It's, it's Born to Run, Badlands, Growing Up, always my top three. Those Can't are your top. It. Yeah. Can't beat it. So you pick Born to Run as your favorite Bruce song. Well, you can, it's like what? if you're picking an all basketball team from mm -hmm. the 1980s, you're good. You just there's slots that are already filled, mm -hmm. and you ha you have to Born to Run. It's a it's a great. But here's what I don't understand: you pick Growing Up, which is about rebellion. But you couldn't have been a nicer young man as you were growing up, and trying your to study hard and go to Notre Dame. Or I did you have a fantasy reckless life? No, nah, I was, um, I mean, I think, I, you know, I was the youngest of five kids in a, in a single-parent home, so I think I had this punky thing 
that you know other kids were given more than me kind mm-hmm. of thing going on. Whether it was realistic or not, um, I don't know. But uh, to me, we're gonna let you sing it. Sing it then. Come on, let's bring it up. For <laughs> Come on. Oh, that was my yearbook. That was my high school yearbook quote. Universe in the engine of an old park car. Put in the plan. You don't know the lyrics? I don't know now. I'm choking. No, that's the Ooh. Growing up. Ooh. Growing up. That was the only time you were in tune. Just those last... Oh, I'm awful. I'm, a, I'm like a screamer at the concerts. I'm like... Ah. You know, I'm always like to be next to that guy. <laughs> Loud tone deaf. That's the guy I want to have my $160 ticket next to. That's why my kids got to wear earplugs. You know, your governor fell asleep watching Springsteen. Yeah, he's yeah. He's, you know who got uh, the pick of him? I heard, yeah, no, I heard that. I heard that. I like that rolling guy. I yeah, like he, him. He's already deleted. He's already deleted his account. He's afraid he's going to get whacked. Um. What have we missed here today? We, oh, I, our new sponsor that we're really, really uh, proud of. And this is a chance for you ladies to tour the world. Ladies can get out there and tour the world uh, with Miss Travel. Now, they're all, have, they yank, have they yanked that already? They've yanked their commercial. The website still seems up, but their commercial's gone off of Vimeo. Huh. Just that must have happened. I've got to keep an eye on these things before anybody tells me, hey, make sure we get to these things. I've got to check it myself. Because this happens to us from time to time. That will be up and ready to go. Uh, but anyway, you know how difficult it is for young uh, people to travel. Yeah. Well, ladies... Uh, there's so many doctors and lawyers and businessmen that travel alone that would love to have a companion. You could travel with them for free. They're going to pay for airfare. Oh, wow. Uh, room and board. Okay. Enjoy some food. Oh. Probably drinks. Maybe even an eight ball. Whatever you like. Get your hair done. New dress. It's all part of Little Miss Travel. They'll take care of all of that. You just tap on this website. Mm-hmm. And you're like a young lady. And you want to see the world, bam, these guys will take you out. Because mm. they, they just need company, right? They, they just... need company, and uh, they've got the cash. All right. Now, this used to have a different name, but mm. now we call it Miss Travel. Oh. It's up on the website here. Now, Hicks, do you see this as a bad thing or a good thing? If these ladies fucking, if these ladies hook up with these guys. Yeah. And are just looking for... You'll never be a DA. Just by the things that you're saying. What are you talking hey, about? Hey, they're just exchanging money. Yeah. They're just, uh, she's Jerry, you, tra- you grew up a nice Catholic boy. Went mm-hmm. to Notre Dame. Do you have a problem with this? Or you feel like it's okay? So this is in, inside the bounds of the church. Um, sort of sounds like it might be prostitution. Right, I'm, so not sure. sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You just used a bad word. I'm not sure. Handsome Johnny, how do you say sure. it? I think it's okay. It's always okay. It's always okay exchanging uh, assets, more or less. And, Fez, are you okay with it? I'm fine with it. It sounds like a travel club to me. You don't see it as... And i got to use a bad word here for some of the young people. Uh, Earmuffs right now. Okay. Who is? They're mm. traveling who is. 
Oh, I'm glad I didn't hear that. I think we've got a, a new thing on there. If you refresh, we're up and ready to go. And just play a little bit of the commercial. This is our newest sponsor. We Are sure you hope attractive, you attractive, but you don't have the money to travel? Yeah. What if you could travel around the world, stay in five-star resorts, dine at top-rated restaurants, and do the fun things travelers do mm. all for free? On MissTravel.com, <laughs> there are thousands of frequent travelers who hate to travel alone. These generous travelers are doctors, I hate lawyers, to travel alone. bankers, athletes, executives, entrepreneurs, and millionaires you know, who gonna, are looking to travel. I'll send this to my parish person. priest, yeah. and I'll ask him what he thinks. Because I could it, be off. It's not that I mind traveling alone, but I hate to show up and there's nobody there. I like when somebody's hanging around the room when I come in. It's like, oh, hey, you're here. Lit my stockings. Lit my stockings. <laughs> oh, mister. Mister. Not too fast. Took a fucking fall. back in. You. Best of all, they have the money and they are willing to spend it on you. Not convinced? Nope. As an attractive mm -mm. user of mistravel.com, you can earn frequent flyer miles, which may be redeemed for free travel anywhere. Life is short, and there are many places to see. So what are you waiting for? Sign up now for a free account and start traveling today. Now boarding. All right. Um... What if you're unattractive? There's Motel 6 over on uh, Long Island. That maybe you could fucking say. Oh, let me tell you, that, that is true. See, you can be unattractive and still travel somewhere. You're not going to... I mean, you might be taking Greyhound, you know? <laughs> you're not going to be flying first class. You might a be a strap hanger. You're going to the Tropicana in Atlantic City this weekend with a gas station attendant. I'll tell you this. I can't guarantee you'll get the money to go home, but we will pay you to get there. One way, baby. But then, put that thumb out, Dogsy, because you're getting your own fat ass home. You knew you looked like shit when you showed up here. So don't fucking act shocked that everybody's mad about this. Don't be silly, miss. And don't attack my looks. I'm not the one asking for money. This travel. It's fucking it's the internet. It's the future. Mm -hmm. Things are changing. There's fucking eHarmony, right? There's eHarmony. There's OkCupid. Okay well, Miss Travel's Can I in the same something vein. every day you and I spend together? It's eHarmony. I fucking feel that. Thank you. Mm. And now I know that Dave's trying to steal you away. You guys are getting a lot of big offers. What's the biggest offer you got so far? Oh, I'm not. I shouldn't be saying these things on the air. I don't want to ruin. Have anything. you even got an offer to stay where you are? That's the <laughs> offer I would at least love for you to get. Anything. <laughs> Just something for, for more than half of the people on the fucking <laughs> These fucking people. Oh, they can break your spirit. <laughs> they can break your spirit. Come on, we're wild stallions. And not the fuck like the movie. I will tell you this. Uh, sometimes it's best of times. Sometimes it's worst of times. I never saw any place like it. It's fucking up and down. A lot of times in and down. Out. A little bit of the old in and out. <laughs> in and out. Over and over again. Until it's raw and bloody. You ain't going to get any respect. No. Nope. But. Uh, I should just join Miss Travel. I got a uh, a documentary from you guys mm -hmm. last night yep. that I was able to see about Jason Becker. Ex explain to folks exactly uh, who he is and his history. 
Well, Jason Becker in the 80s was an unreal, a guitar virtuoso, heavy metal shredder, but he was someone who studied Bach and studied classical composers and was just the, the next, the future of the guitar world. Um, had toured the world in his late teens and was just, and also had a charisma about him when he mm -hmm. played. And you can see that in the documentary. He would, would, uh, would play the neck of his guitar and have a yo-yo going in his right hand. That's how skillful he was. And a was. kid. He's a kid. Yeah. And we're talking 15 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, he gets set to tour with David Lee Roth, you know? Which was, at the time, mm -hmm. the biggest gig that you could have. Because David Lee Roth, of course, after he and Eddie broke up, he goes and gets Steve Vai. Now, I saw that tour... Steve I comes out basically looking to shut Eddie down. Mm -hmm. The next tour, Steve I had went off in a different direction, and he picks up this kid. Jason Becker. Yep. Yeah. And he records the album with him, and then Jason comes down with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. At what age? I'm not... I'm not About a, 20, right? Yeah, yeah, early some, 20s. Yeah. And... Uh, and they decide mutually that he uh, he can't you know he's not going to go on tour. He had lost the ability to even hold on to the gu it guitar. Hit, uh, what shocked me watching the documentary is just how fast it hit him. Mm -hmm. How fast he went from being an athlete on a guitar, basically, to in a wheelchair. It was, it was frightening. Yeah, I mean, nearly emaciated, really. Yeah. At one point, and um, you know, but it is an inspiring story. That's the that's the ridiculous part of it. Mm -hmm. That what his life is like after he becomes paralyzed leaves the musicianship behind because he's still creating music mm -hmm. while he's basically locked in his own body. He's yeah. using the guitar and his eyes. Mm -hmm. Hicks, I'm telling you, never saw anything like this. He's writing on an incredibly high level, composing music. And all he can do, it's him and his computer and his eyeballs. I'm watching this, and it's one of those things like, where you're like, is this even happening? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I get, I can, I can understand, hey, there's a genius who can play guitar, mm -hmm. and somehow he's this uh, guy. But what he's able to do, once ALS set in, and the way that he was able to create a life for himself and to think that we know people who bitch every day or find mm -hmm. a reason why they can't do things or why life is hard on them and see this guy who somehow becomes brilliant with every single thing mm -hmm. that he has to do in it. it is inspiring and the fact that he has these huge fans all over the world. People, all over the world. Yeah. It, it, it really is amazing, his reach. And they remember him. I mean, and one of the, the more touching points in the documentary is when some of the younger kids, you know, teenagers now, come up. And, they'll, you know, it, they're first off, they're starstruck to be with Jason Becker. Right. And he's in a wheelchair and, uh, you know, has oxygen coming to him. And, um, you know, they're starstruck. They'll play for him. And he'll critique how they're playing. Yeah. And tell them how they're doing. That's, that's it is. It's just one of the most touching things. I mean, there's the innocence of his relationship with his dad and being a kid and you know, that theme and and just love. The, yeah. What what a difference love will make in somebody's life really comes through in this. Um, this is playing tonight in Toronto. Um, I know you've been running out in Boston, Toronto. It's playing all over. 
did really great on the West Coast, did great in Chicago. But it's definitely, I was talking to Eddie Trunk about this. Mm -hmm. This is definitely one of those uh, documentaries that everybody needs to see. Everybody should be seeing this one because it's it's absolutely life-affirming. And, you know, by the way, I don't know whether you know this about me. This is my biggest fear since I was a kid is being paralyzed. Mm -hmm. I've seen three people get paralyzed oh. from diving and two through shootings. Oh my so every time it comes up, I'm all, it's been a thing since I've been a kid. Follow me around. So watching this was really difficult, particularly when it was hitting him. But to see what he was able to start uh, doing, then that makes that thing like, when you start to think, yeah, human beings, we're still untapped. Mm -hmm. When there's this kind of genius, yep, and he's one of us, he's part of our species, and you see that kind of genius, uh, you can't even believe it. It, it is, and it forces you, like you're saying, it forces you to ask the question, if everything was taken away from me, yeah, all my physical abilities, what would I bring to the table in life? And that, that's what's incredible. Yeah. Is he still bringing, and he, he even has a personality. You know, I mean, he even has, you know, right. he a little funny he's line kinda in cocky, there. He's kind of cocky, he's kind of a prick, he's kind <laughs> of an asshole, kind of a ball buster. Yeah. And you're like, that alone would be life affirming. Mm -hmm. But then to sit around and do some of the stuff that is purely... A gift from somewhere. I don't yeah. care what whether you've got a religious background or you just believe that it's evolution. You've got to look at that and go, human beings are special in a way that still, still we can't understand. I was watching this thing. And by the way, when this guy, as a kid, he would have been and was at the time that this happened to him considered one of the great guitar players of all time. Mm -hmm. The fact that he packed that much actual guitar playing in the early part of his life. Mm -hmm. um, but he would be one of those guys that Eddie Trunk would be talking about on a daily basis. You know, he would be a guitar hero. I gotta watch this thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it sounds amazing. Yeah, you do gotta watch this thing, Chris. Instead of just, you know, every night, Zerb and... Drinking. All right, where are we playing? You got some of the screenings? It's playing in Toronto, the, Toronto this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, at the Hot Docs Canadian International Festival. And it's playing in Boston on Saturday at the Independent Film Festival in Boston. Now, these uh, screenings are selling out, and uh, rightfully so, mm -hmm. uh, because the grassroots thing has really started up on this. But Yeah. It's uh, if I could tell you one thing when it, mm -hmm. it debuted at the Cinequest Film Festival in California and and Dennis Joyce right. you know went down to that and he said it was amazing it sold out and it's the first showing and it, it only I think it only had one showing at that point at, at the film festival and the crowd on its feet crying their eyes out yeah. clapping at the end and then they gave it more showings because of that and it it took home two awards best documentary award there went to the, the independent film festival of chicago i think someone called in right. about that um and it won awards there and uh you know up in boston uh, dennis and i will be at the russell house if anybody if any you know fans out there want to meet up with us um dennis is representing the film as the executive producer there at 7 30 on saturday at the russell house which is around the corner from the brattle theater up there in Boston. Well, this should be very, very cool. Have you seen it on a big screen yet, or have you just seen it on a I have small? not seen it on it. Yeah. This will be my first time on Saturday. I'll see it on the big screen. 
And uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see to be with a crowd. Well, particularly to be with a crowd of music lovers, metal lovers in particular, mm -hmm. because uh, you know you had a guy that even brought up like you saw the last waltz when he was a kid, little kid. And then start going, all right, let me figure out what Clapton's doing. Mm -hmm. Clapton at basically at his prime at that point. And you know, these you know, these some of these guys are just that's their connection to the instrument. And to have that taken away you think would be the most heartbreaking thing that you could ever imagine. And it is. And yet something comes out of that that maybe is even greater. You know what I mean? That maybe is even a better chance to show off True genius. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, it's it just really, and to be, who lives this long with ALS? I mean, to live this long. Here's what bothers long. me, and I'm not even making this up. Mm -hmm. This morning I got up and my leg was killing me from this weather, and I'm like, I better have ALS now. I better oh, I caught no. something off that documentary. <laughs> it's just because I hate to have anything come into my mind. Because as soon <laughs> yeah. as I saw that, I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> So, like, today I even said to a cop, look at me, do I have ALS when I was coming in? He's like, what are you even talking about? Keep moving. I said, just tell me. I was a nervous wreck. Oh, no. Yeah, the whole thing of being paralyzed just freaks me. Freaks me. Horrifying. Isn't it? Yeah. Just for like the, from the, I'm talking about like neck down. Like, if I slap my arms, okay, maybe that's, I don't know. But just from the neck down where you can't move anything. Here's the weird thing. The people I saw get shot, they were from the waist down. The people that I saw diving, all were from the neck down. Actually, two of them ended up dying, but they were paralyzed before they did. And I was really little when I saw the first one. That's fucked up. Oh. It reminds me of that French movie, uh, Diving Bell and the Butterfly, with the guy you could only... Dude, I saw that film, and like I, I kept saying to my chick, I'm going to run out. I'm going to fucking run out it of this movie. It was hard movie. to handle. I'm going to run out of this movie. Look at me. I'm going to run out of this movie. And then finally, what I did is I had some hard candy, and I just had to fucking just like give me the hard candy, or else I might run out. I had to at least know that I could run out. And then I ended up loving that film, and I've seen it a few times. But this is like that guy was like phenomenal because he just didn't give up. Imagine this guy sitting down and he's composing music. I mean, what are we talking Beethoven shit when you get to that point? Yeah. I mean, every day he's got the opportunity to mail it in. And every day, he gives what he has to life. Mailing it in. All right, tonight, it's a uh, big time for everybody. Go over to the iBang and look at the uh, moms, super moms, supermodels with kids. Yeah. Did you figure out who was your all-time favorite? Uh, Adriana Lima. She takes it from me. I'm going to go with number five on the list. Isabelle Fontaine. Fontana. Yeah. Just grab any of those picks. But why are you going black and white? What is this, fucking 40s? I just saw bare breasts. See, <laughs> so it's always about that. Is she phenomenal, though? Gorgeous. This is a mom? The fuck? Yeah, that's a mom. Fucking rocking that whole scene. That's not even a bathing suit, Ron. And here's the thing. You haven't had any kids, and you look like shit. Oh, yeah. I haven't pushed any kids out. Although nope. you and Barker are wearing matching fucking hoodies. That's right. That's right. Hoodie squad. That's right. Skittle boys. <laughs> Let me say, uh, uh, this guy sent to us that he used to work with uh, Marty Friedman before that. Yeah, that 
the stuff with him and Marty Freeman, who went on to be a Megadeth, uh, plays a very large part of the movie. Yep. And to see that he had that life as a kid, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That these two guys are going out as guitar gods, mm-hmm. and he's a kid. You're like, at that point, this guy's the limit. Yep. And then you're doing a big world tour when this thing hits. I can't even imagine. All I could think about was his parents, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, now you know what that's like when you become the parent. Yeah, and that's like, I, you'll see me. I'm in and out of this conversation because I, right. I don't even want to talk about some of it. You're you jinxing. <laughs> you feel like it's so. jinxing. That's the real Catholic when he's worried about a jinx. <laughs> Hey, there's a lot of magic in that religion. Let's not lie. Oh, there's a lot of magic in there. I will say this, though. I guarantee Jerry Barker would never get ALS. And no, right? If, Impossible. Yeah. And he could, if, if he got it, he'd fight it off. Yeah. He would fight it off. First known case. Amen. <laughs> I like this stuff. Yeah, that's, that's called asking God to test you. <laughs> test them, God, if you don't believe. Because he's going to fucking pass. I'm going to start saying prayers on the air or something here. 7.30 tonight, join Fezzi on the iBang. Uh, it's an all-ages show, so watch the language. <laughs> Anything else we though? need to plug real quick? we got 30 seconds. Uh, JasonBeckerMovie.com. We also have the Plimpton movie. It'll be up there in Boston, too, on Sunday. PlimptonMovie.com. Uh, cool. uh, that's the end of my show. Dong. been the Ron and Fez Show. If you missed any or all of it, or you crave the comfort of listening to sounds that are familiar to you, that'll bring you back to your childhood earlier today, check out the Ron and Fez replay weekdays at 1 a.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie Anthony Channel.